Welcome to the Hook and Ladder podcast. Bowl game part two. Off to a very good start. Justin Santu, Colin O'Donnell. Colin, Merry Christmas. Um, Happy New Year. Happy bowl season. How are you doing? Uh, Doing well, doing well. You know, we're uh, off to a nice three and two start, so can't really complain about bowl season. Um, I am locked up for Christmas. You know, little brother's got the vid, so we're not we're not going anywhere right now you know virtual podcast despite both being in uh in motown but you know i guess that's the way things are right that's it's the it's the new normal covid has has taken over the sports world again i mean fantasy basketball we're all bitching about it because we all yeah, have I've got like six players out this no, week today shut up i don't want to hear it from you that's i got like everybody's out today college. i saw you i saw you use those last two acquisitions too to try and you're trying yeah. to pull like a 600 pointer on me this today no, trying no, no. to sneak back in it because i got nobody going what's funny that's not what i was trying to do i was using them for guys that'll play next week wow oh. i was using them i i was like i got two acquisitions i'm gonna try and sneak two in for early next week it just so happened that one of them was playing today yeah, I, I just I just I just saw those two acquisitions used, and I was like, my whole entire team's out. Is he trying to try to catch me today? No, I I'm what am I like six hundred points behind, something like that. My yeah, team's you need you need you need a big day. Yeah, well, there's no such thing as a six hundred point day in fantasy basketball. That's like the white whale. Like I think I've five, had five hundred. I think five hundred like as as far as you can you can really get. Um, college basketball games are getting canceled. College football bowl games are getting canceled. And um, one team, the first team to back out of a bowl game, enabled Rutgers to find its way into the Gator Bowl, which I have to say might be the story of the bowl season. Nobody cares about the college football playoff. Rutgers is playing in the Gator Bowl. I mean, this is a Christmas miracle. This is a Christmas miracle, right? I mean, I mean, I, I guess it is for you. Colin, you were there. I mean, the, the funny thing is, is Rutgers fans are so delusional that they actually are convinced that Shiano is playing chess and not checkers and that he threw the Maryland game knowing that no, he would be the no, first. No, 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 they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not that delusional. They, they're thinking he is. He is. Some, he's that kind of a genius. No, I don't think he did that. But like, it's funny because you were there with me. I mean, we were there on November 27th, whatever it was, 26th. They looked like like. I don't know. Dog shit. They look like dog yeah. shit. They look like a pile of manure. Uh, manure. Um, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> it's <in> manure. Manure. <laughs> what is that, French? Correct. Is uh, that French? <laughs> they look like a pile of manure. Um, <laughs> you know, and they, uh, it, it felt like the season was over. I was at peace. They were not very good. Um, and then the basketball next season was falling apart. Yep, basketball season was right around the was was, yeah, yeah. I was actually in a pretty depressed state at that point. Yeah, it, it looked like it looked like that was it for Rutgers sports. Right. And you know, from the dead, we've yeah. got a Purdue win and a bowl game. Yeah, they beat Clemson, which was which I think is going to be a, a win. Rutgers basketball beat Clemson, which I think is a win that's going to carry some weight down the stretch. And they had that incredible the win against Purdue. I mean, it'll go down. The, the basketball game against Purdue will go down as a top three sporting event I'll ever go to. Like hands down, it was freaking incredible. And then um, Texas A&M backed out, and then like you saw Brett McMurphy's tweet, and he was like, he was like Rutgers was contacted about it, but they declined. And like as soon as I saw that, I was like, there's no way we just declined. Like there's just no way. Like because 
you can make all the excuses you want, but like eventually somebody's going to take that spot and they're going to have all the same issues. There's going to be the same threats, right? I mean, you're not going to win, but you get another game against you know, high quality competition. You get more practices in. We might you win. Get to, you get to send the you get to send the seniors off with one more game, and you get to prepare a little bit more for the future. I mean, even yeah. I think, and we'll get we'll talk about the Rutgers Wake Forest game when we get to the Gator Bowl. But um, I actually think there are a bunch of seniors that are that are choosing to opt out for Rutgers. Um, but beside the point, like there there's it's a no it's a it's a win win situation. Like it's not really a win win, but it's a no lose because. What's the worst that happens? Rutgers shows up and they lose by 25 points. Okay. They, they and you go, oh, uh, we didn't – we learned about this game this week. Yeah. 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 And, and, and You're not going to get beat on it for that at all. Right. And, and Wake, Wake Forest is good. You know, it's not like you're getting smacked by Maryland again. Yeah. But here's the thing about Wake, Colin. Just want to get they're it out soft on the lines. Is this what yeah. you're going to start calling them an ACC team and Rutgers is a Big Ten team? No, I'm not going to go that far, but like Wake does not stop the run. I mean, they yeah, don't they got a terrible the defense. They, they are not good defensively. And I'm not saying Rutgers, Rutgers is horrible offensively. And it looks like our two best offensive skill guys aren't even going to be playing. Um, nothing's reported on it, but that's, that's what the, the perception is. And I will talk about the Rutgers Wake game some more, but like, Rutgers going to a bowl game and like all of a sudden Rutgers goes to a bowl game and I'm starting, I'm watching college football again. I'm doing, I'm doing better research. I'm starting to figure out where the opt-outs are. I have like, I've got a completely new mindset. I mean, you should have seen the, <laughs> the Hoboken apartment. The monkey cage was like, I mean, when I, when, when I saw Rutgers going to a bowl game, I started like hooping and hollering. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy texted me. He was like, this guy is, is acting an absolute fool right now. Yeah. I was going crazy. I was like crying. I was like dancing around the apartment. It was <laughs> nuts. It was crazy. Um, all right, quick recap. Three and one for me. I mean, this is what I do. I win bowl season. That's just my thing. I'm, you know, hot, hot oh, ass. You had UAB. I thought you had BYU. All right. Yeah, bro. I had UAB. All right. I, did, I didn't even realize that. You know, I thought, I thought it was another two and two juiced out uh, week for the for the old Tuper. No, I, I I've been hot garbage from like October through you know December, but but Rutgers is in the bowl now. Yeah, and now all of a sudden I know what I'm doing. There's and new then, life. Yeah, new life. So I'm, I feel I feel pretty pumped up. I I have to be honest though, Colin. I haven't watched a lick of bowl season. Really? I haven't watched a lick. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've watched occasional. I've watched occasional games throughout the day while I'm working, but like the games haven't done it for me. And they've been maybe up against like college basketball, and I just haven't gotten there. And the games aren't marquee games yet. So I mean. Have you watched? Like, what, what, what have you been? Yeah, been, I mean, I've been watching. It's college football. Of course I'm watching that. It's yeah, but the games are not – but the games have been, you know. I, I don't know about that. I mean, the, the Northern Illinois Coastal Carolina game was, a, was an absolute thriller. Um, Missouri Army was a fantastic game. It was good to see Chuck Martin get his first FBS win for, uh, for Miami of Ohio. Um, I actually missed some of the more, more marquee games because I was working or doing other things, but uh, I, I've watched I've watched a decent amount, of, and I, it's good because I think you can get a good read on like coaches and where they're going next, and kind of what's ahead for them and ahead for the teams, which is which is always interesting. Oh, the UCF like Florida game that was a good watch. It was 
that's a big that's a big game for UCF. It's a big game for Florida too, but it's a way bigger game for UCF. Utah State beating um, Oregon State was a pretty interesting game. I mean, do you want to just go through them real quick? Like, I mean, we can we can go through them briefly. I mean, I I, I don't know how much re. I mean, what is the point really of recapping? Because we're not gonna. Yeah. What lessons are we gonna learn and apply? <laughs> Northern Illinois coach. Yeah. Could be a NFL offensive tackle. He's that big? That guy is massive. He's also a very good coach. All right. Um, that's fine. Let's let's quickly go through him. So Middle Tennessee beat Thomas Tennessee. Hancock. Look at him. Look at him. What's his name? Thomas Hammock. He's 40 from Jersey City. He's a Jersey guy. Yeah, large fella. Yeah. He is from Jersey. Jersey City. Represent. I can't find a weight on him. Jersey City's right around the corner from me. Yeah. He's like, I like what guy. he's doing, though. I, I like that Northern Illinois kind of got screwed out of winning that game. Did you, you catch the end of that or no? I was with I you. Think you. Yeah, you were watching it. This, so you did catch it. That was I wasn't watching it. I was, I was streaming the Marquette Villanova game because your dumbass had taken my TV. Well, you were in there. You were, you were out calling high school basketball games or whatever. Yeah. You know, so you lost, you lost the uh, TV. And you, you, you took advantage of Jimmy not, not, having, not wanting to watch sports. I have complete control over the television in that, in that apartment. Just complete control. Anyway. What about Tommy? Doesn't Tommy try and throw on the Lions? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't spent a Sunday with him, so I couldn't tell you. So what happened? Why did they almost, they almost stole it? What happened? Well, they, they had first and goal with five seconds left, and they, um, they just never let him get back onto the field to run a last play. I don't really know the exact, like, they just, they just ran out the clock on him before they could get a playoff, and I think they should have had a second or two left to, to get it off. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it, you're getting into the weeds arguing a coastal Northern <laughs> Illinois end of the game, but you know, I didn't have the money line, but if I did, I probably would have been a little pissed. Northern Illinois ran for 335 yards. That's a lot of yards on the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I think their coaching is really good because they come, they're not that good and their advanced stats aren't that good. And the reason I bet on this game was purely because Every game they've had time to prepare for, they've come out and looked really well, really good in it. Even when they like, they should be overmatched against Coastal, which has Grayson McCall. Um, UAB upset BYU. That's a that was a pretty surprising result. I mean, I like the spot for UAB. Um, I don't think Jordan Hall played for BYU, but like Romney had been good all season long. Game was played in Alabama and. Um, UAB won. Yeah. Outright. Um, Ran the ball well. Yeah, people were kind of making fun of BYU because they were, you know, less than happy that they went 10-2, yeah. 13 in the country, and got matched up with the third-best team in Conference USA. But then they lost. So, I mean, you don't really get to complain about that that much. But UAB, I, I – I, I, I buy into the theory now after watching this game uh, that, that UAB just kind of throws away their out-of-conference games because they, they get blown out by Georgia or Auburn or Kentucky or whoever they 
big random SEC team they play. And then they look really good down the stretch against good teams, and they are really competitive in the bowl game. I don't know. I, I just kind of – that's just kind of a theory I, I bought into. Also, Sean Clark, uh, incredible football coach. Right? No, is this Sean Clark? No, I forget what his name is. Bill Clark, Bill Clark. Sean Clark's App State. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't watch. I was just happy to see that it it ended up working out. Um, this was pre-Rutgers getting into the bowl. Yep. Uh, Louisiana beats Marshall 36 to 21. Levi Lewis finishes his career strong. Um, I don't know. I liked Marshall in this bowl in, in this game. I think I bet him plus four, plus five, something like that. Um, and I, 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 I mean, I can't really give much. Yeah, the line, the line looked a little weird and then it turned out it wasn't that weird. <laughs> Was it closed? Uh, I didn't watch any of that game. Oh, Marshall was winning 21-16 oh. after the third quarter. <laughs> and then the 20-0 uh, fourth quarter. It was a New Orleans Bowl. Um, well, I'm just glad I wasn't game. watching because I would have been tilted as hell watching this shit. They were up 21-16. Yeah. Zappy takes down App State 59-38, breaks Joe Burrow's um, not only passing TDs, but – Yard record, you might have been first uh, in the market on Bailey Zappi, Kyle, which is pretty impressive. I'm. I hope he gets drafted and uh, and gets a shot. How does he? How does he not? I mean, he put up crazy. Yeah, he'll coaches. get. He'll get drafted somewhere, but he's going to be like a fifth round or something like that. He, he's he's kind of small. That's fine, as long as he gets a shot. Is he really that small? He's not that small. He, I don't. The people. He he doesn't have the intent. I don't know exactly what the scouts look for in every QB, but uh. He doesn't have it, whatever it is. That's why he was at Houston Baptist. I mean, but he's really good. Six, I think I think people also kind of buy into that he's a product of the system. I don't know. I don't think Noah Veg Noah Veg. You could drop Noah Veg on that system. He's not throwing for six thousand yards yeah. and six touchdowns. I can yeah, promise well, you I that. Agree with that. Um, now Zappy's a beast. App State's defense just could not stop him, and I thought that was. Why, why I picked App State, I thought they'd have the better defense. Uh, they don't. I think it's a, something to watch, at least. I mentioned it last year a little bit. Um, I've definitely mentioned it at times this year. I don't know about Sean Clark as App State's head football coach. I think he, he he's at least dinged up the Mercedes. Because this is this is the first uh, this is the first bowl loss. They went ten and four. Th- this was a team that barely lost to Penn State in Happy Valley a couple of years ago. Um, they're getting beat by Lafayette twice. They blow out the bad teams, but I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not sold on. I, th- I think he, they've got a lot of advantages. They've got a good culture in place and they've got good players. Uh, I, d- I don't think he's that good of a coach. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to go that far and make that. I mean, they still won 10, 10 games. They were right there against Miami. Um, the losses to Louisiana are not good and, and giving it 59 in the bowl game, also a bad look, but like they still won 10 games. Like they're still a wagon in the Sun Belt. 
the rest, I think the rest of the conference is caught up to them a little bit, but I mean, I don't know. Let's Billy Napier's out of the, out of the conference. Like who knows if how, how much longer coastals rain will go like, yeah, but like they, they were ahead of coastal and coastal just snapped up and caught them, you know? Right. Well, I mean, did they catch in them? one season? They beat them this year, but yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, look, you, you might be right. I mean, Sean Clark doesn't, Satterfield went to went to Louisville. Drinkwitz went to Missouri. Like it seemed like App State was a pipeline for for power a power five job, a good power yeah, five and, job. And then they and then they hired like, a coach that has ties so that he wouldn't leave. Well, it doesn't look like. But my point is, what I'm getting at is like it doesn't look like Sean Clark is necessarily on anybody's short list at the moment. No, no, he he if he had if he had, if he goes undefeated next year, I don't know what their schedule is. He'll be he'll he'll be getting looks, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's just I, I ha, I'm not I'm not bought in on them. Well, you've you've been on this. On, they ain't going undefeated next year. <laughs> they they open they open North Carolina and then at Texas A and M. Ooh, at Texas A and M, they're not winning that game. Wait, they open North Carolina at home. At home and then at Texas A and M. That's pretty sick. Yeah, they, I mean, I think I mean I can't wait to take App State plus the points in that one. Oh, I'm going to take North Carolina. Really? Post-type sleeper. I don't know. You know you know about those? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I know about those. I, I just don't – I don't know if it's – that's a tough game for North Carolina to open with at App State. I mean, that's – Yeah. I just think I, – I think a lot of people are going to be off in North Carolina next year, and they've recruited at a really high level three years in a row now. Fresno State beats UTEP thirty-one to twenty-four. Um, any thoughts? Anything? I got nothing on this. Hainer yeah. played. Hainer played. He played well. Fresno State won. They finish off a good season, ten and three. Liberty blows out Eastern Michigan fifty-six to twenty. Um, it's the end of the Malik Willis era at Liberty. He'll probably go on. What do you think of Willis? I, I, we probably got some people listening, looking uh, at NFL draft boards. I mean, I think he's fine. I, I don't think he's anything special. Like, he's good. He's not – I mean, it'll be interesting to see what he – like, I don't really know what he'll be when he has an NFL – like, a, like a, a legit offensive line and legit receivers. I mean, he's obviously talented, but I don't know. He's undersized. Like, he's – I don't know. He's fine. Like, Hugh yeah. Freeze also runs an offense that was is pretty catered to him. And, like, they don't really play a hard schedule. Like, Liberty does not play a hard schedule. I mean, they, they played Ole Miss and Syracuse this year. Yeah, exactly. They don't play a very hard schedule. I mean, they, they went to Ole Miss. They like Ole Miss kind of sleepwalked through that game with all types of injuries and won easily. And Syracuse, like they couldn't stop Syracuse on the ground. And that was when that was before Syracuse really turned a corner. You know, and they lost that game. And like that was like the game where Sy- I feel like Syracuse actually did turn the corner. Yeah. Um. So no, I yeah, don't. It also looks like Euphrates will be back again. Yeah. Which is interesting. Well, nobody's hiring him. Yeah, I mean they're hiring everybody else off that tree, though. Yeah, he 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 just has a little too much stink at the moment. Art Bryles, uh, you know, who was the guy who was the uh, coordinator at at Arkansas that was hired from Baylor, and now he just got hired to Oklahoma as their offensive coordinator, Levy something, or maybe he was at Ole Miss. Jeff Levy. Jeff Levy, yeah. 
Utah State 24, Oregon State 13. You said you watched this game. This was a surprising result. Um, not really. Yeah, not not Utah State was the better team. Um, well, I think I, I I think we talked, I think we talked about this a little bit in the lead up. It's like not even before like the bowl schedules were announced. Oregon State was a team that I liked in a bowl game, as a dog punching above their weight with like a, a like something to play for. That was not the case. Like they they got they got scheduled with Utah State, a Mountain West the Mountain West champ, but like. I don't know. I don't think it was the best matchup for Oregon State. Yeah, I mean, I think both these teams are pretty good, which is why I think it makes the Utah State win even more impressive. Yeah. Blake Anderson won Coach of the Year in uh, the Mountain West. I think I think he's he's got to be a guy to watch next year if they have another year like this because what he did at Arkansas State, then this one year at Utah State, going 11-3, and you can look in the game's – Right. He he has all offseason to prep for Washington State. He wins at Washington State. We know Washington State's a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. Then he gets beat by Boise State and loses, honestly, a pretty close one against BYU. Is able to rattle off a bunch of games before getting beat handily by Wyoming. And then you blow out San Diego State in the Mountain West Championship. And then you beat Oregon State on the road or in, in the bowl game. Every game he's had a lot of prep for, I think they've done really well. He's outcoached a lot of these coaches on the schedule, and Utah State is not really far removed from they – were, they were really good, and then they, they kind of they fell off for a bit after uh, whatever his name left. Gary Anderson? The quarterback? No, they, the, the head coach. The head, the head coach. Or didn't they have a Utah? What was it? I think it was. Mm... Gary Anderson, but when he was there until Gary Anderson was at Utah State from twenty, like the last two years before they hired Blake Anderson. Like Gary Anderson did a really good job at Utah State. Then he got hired at Wisconsin. Wisconsin fired him, even though I thought he did a good job at Wisconsin. He went to Oregon State. He was a failure at Oregon State. Who wasn't? Who was before him? When was the? Um, when was that air raid guy there that went to North Texas? Um, at Graham Wells? Harrell. Graham Harrell. Oh, the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Graham I think Harrell? that was Harrell. When Harrell left, that was kind of when the – Graham Harrell was at Utah State? I don't think he was ever at Utah State. No. What am I, I mean, thinking? I don't know. Matt Wells, the head coach of Texas Tech? Matt Wells. Was it – Was it? did Matt Wells have an offensive coordinator under him? I'm sure he did, but, like, he was the head coach at Utah State and he was the offensive coordinator under Gary Anderson, and then he went – then he took over as the head coach. And then was hired at Texas Tech. And they got fired by Texas Tech. Okay. I, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, maybe maybe Hypo was the offensive coordinator one year. Yeah, maybe it was 2018. Matt, when Matt Wells left, then they kind of had a two down years, and now they're right back up to being really good. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, that's a good one. 24 to 13. Tulsa 30, <laughs> Old Dominion 17. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I, mi- I mixed up my uh, air raid. Yeah, my air raid disciples. I, I don't know. You just you walked me in like a major circle right there to get to to know like uh, just better to, to, to drop it. <laughs> Tulsa, <Yeah. laughs> Old Dominion. Um, <laughs> Tulsa, I did not. I mean, I don't know. Tulsa is a weird team, and like I don't think they're very well coached. And like they were making some mental errors, but like they were just better than Old Dominion. Yeah, um, this might have been the only game that I actually watched. Um, because it was in the middle of the day and I was just bored as out of my mind at work. Um, I don't really know what to make of Tulsa. <laughs> like, they play up and down to their competition. They got a they good defense. They didn't, they didn't play down to Old Dominion. Like they, they yeah, but they're just straight and, better than Old Dominion. And look, they, they had 35 first downs to 10. Yeah. 529 yards to 247. And yet they win 30 to 17 and they almost – they. Like they, they barely even covered. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, San Diego State beats U- UTSA 38 to 24. Um, I think San Diego State opened as like three point dog, but then Utah State opened. or UTSA had like 10 uh, COVID cases and yeah, couldn't play and they closed as a, as a three point favorite. Yep. Um, even so, like, I, I don't know if the COVID cases really ended up making that much of a difference. There's how, I mean, how are you going to know? But San Diego State's a good football team. They, you know, defended at a high level all season long. Um, they run the ball really well. Like, Brady Hoke's team is just like, they, 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 they know what they are. Like, they run it. They run it well, and they defend well. And Lucas Johnson actually played a really good game through the air, which he hasn't really done much this year. And I think the better team just won outright. I mean, I, I, you, can, you can probably add some more because I didn't. Yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much – what I think uh, I, I do like it's hard to take too much away from it because of the COVID that went on at a UTSA. And, you know, obviously we're going to say our pick was better because we picked it and won, but it, it's, 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 it's hard to really know how much it played into it. Watching the game, I would think San Diego state was the better team and obviously they won. And I, I mean, going into this game, that was kind of my thinking was just, that UTSA is good, but San Diego State is a better team and a better conference. And those, when when all things are equal, they typically win these games. Yeah, like it yeah. wasn't like UTSA was coming in some letdown spot for San Diego State where they didn't know this team was going to be good. They knew Utah UTSA is really good, and they had to prep for them. So, Wyoming Kent State. Wyoming wins fifty two to thirty eight in a shootout. Um, looked like a fun game. I, I didn't really watch much of it at all um any thoughts Kyle anything to add I didn't watch any of it I can't get a read on Wyoming either ever. weird weird team ever like weird weird team they ran the ball for 400 plus yards and I think then their quarterback announced he was transferring like the next day <laughs> like something like that after he ran for 200 yards I, I want to say like that's what happened let me google it because I'm curious they end seven and six yeah. they, they had such a weird season yeah, they won. They won their bowl game, and then six players entered the portal the very next day. <laughs> yep, they beat Northern Illinois. They barely win at Connecticut. Then they lose four in a row, and then they beat Utah. They kill Utah State, get killed by Hawaii, and then beat Kent State in a bowl game. No idea what to make of them. No. All right. Missouri, Missouri army. Um, 
I think this was, I mean, look, we're off to a good start bowl season. So like, it's hard to really acknowledge one thing over another, but like, I think we should take some credit for this one. You know what I mean? Like, like, I feel like everybody and their mother has been, was on army. Like the, everybody loved army, army minus three, army up to minus six. There was news when, when it was announced that, that basically yeah, went to six and a uh, half. Right. Yeah. And, when, and I mean, we were sitting there with Missouri plus three and a half plus four, whatever we had. And like, I liked it at that number because look, Missouri's a power five team with power five athletes that has now not the typical five days to prepare for a triple option. It has, three weeks to prepare for the triple option. And they've been getting better defending the run all season long. You know, it's yes. been, it been improving and nobody wanted a piece of Missouri and we were happy to have Missouri. And even though they didn't win outright, like they covered. So. Yeah. I think it's just, this is just kind of one of the important uh, lessons, you know, when you're handicapping is that a team's unit can improve throughout the season. And one of the clearest examples of that this year was Missouri's run defense. They were absolutely horrendous to start the year. And I think I mentioned it after watching them against Georgia and down the stretch, that run defense really improved, allowed them to get the win over Florida and allowed them to be there to cover in this army game. I actually, I'm pretty sick about this because I live bet um, Missouri when they went down on the money line and they drove down the field right at the end to score. And just to let army run a two minute drill to kick a field goal. Yeah. Which is brutal. Like how come on. Yeah, Army, two minute drill action, you know. It doesn't go. It yeah. doesn't fit. It doesn't. But it's a good one for Army. Um, good call for us against the spread. Uh, I, I just I don't under people loved Army and I just the hate for Missouri was like I don't know, just too much. Just a little little too much. Um also, also. Basilak wasn't good this year. You know what I mean? Like he was fine, but he was like up and down. Like Missouri really became like a, a run first team as the season went on. Just saying. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I, I, I just feel like that, that line move was overblown and the quarterback that ended up playing had already started a couple games that year during the season. Right. Anyway, just, Maybe. I, I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't think Basilak. anyway, whatever. I, I might be, I might be over touching it okay miami ohio beats north texas 27 to 14 um anything from you um no i mean this is a pretty tough game to watch i mean these are these i mean if you were to power rate oh wait 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 i i i, I missed which game we were on i was i was i was trying to figure out my utah state take so i was i wasn't paying attention miami, miami north texas yes Oh yeah, I, I I ended up betting on Miami. Okay. Um, for no reason other than they were favored by three, two and a half, and I couldn't find a single person betting on Miami. Okay. And North Texas was on a six-game winning streak. Miami was pretty average, so you know I was like, this this is pretty sus. It got down to two and a half, so I hit it, and they covered. So that was nice. There but, you go. I didn't really have – that was purely just a uh, fade everybody side with Vegas take. Um, Chuck Martin, former Notre Dame assistant, gets his first FBS win. He was 0-27 out of conference. Really? Against FBS teams prior to this game, yeah. 
Well, that's it's pretty remarkable. Well, good win for him. Uh, Blaine Gabbert <laughs> looked okay. Blake Gabbert's Blaine Gabbert. Blake Gabbert's brother. The other way around. Blake Gabbert, Blake, Blake Gabbert's brother? No, Brett, Brett Gabbert. Brett Gabbert, Blaine Gabbert's brother is the head is the quarterback for Miami, Ohio. Too many, too many B Gabberts, you know. Yeah. Like, what is this? Yeah. I, Name I mean, him something else. I don't really bet on the Gabberts. No. At any level. Not my thing. Um, UCF beats Florida 29 to 17. So Emory Jones was the starting quarterback in this one for Florida. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he, he looked terrible. He was, already, he was in the transfer portal before the game. Yeah. So it was like a, he, he was, how does that work? He, he was playing, he was, he was playing for a job. Yeah. Well, he I don't think he did. Well. I don't think he did too well. No, no. 14 of 36 is just atrocious. Oh my God. 4.8 yards per attempt. That is just awful. Awful. UCF, man. They, Isaiah Bowser runs the ball well. Gus Malzahn does a really good job. And like they found a way with Gabriel went down and they still found a way to be a really good football team this year. Impressive. Gabriel's going to be the, uh, the next starting quarterback, I think, at UCLA. Yeah, I did see that. That that's pretty interesting. I I, I wonder how that's going to work out, especially post injury. Are they going to become a passing team? I mean, he can. No. Run. Yeah, but like post injury. I don't know. Did you watch this game? Uh, not really. I saw a little bit of it. Okay. I, I just think it was a big win. It, it was from what I saw. It was it was a pretty poorly played game on both sides uh but really big win for ucf bragging rights over florida florida refuses to play them so it's also good uh this ucf team's kind of limped to the finish line despite the nine and four record you know like if if the if the ucf team that beat boise state on the first game played this ucf team they probably win by Two to three touchdowns. Yeah. Mikey Keene's all right. I like Isaiah Bauer running back. The defense is solid, but they're not a great team. They struggled against Tulane. They got killed by SMU, and they beat USF by four coming into this game. Yeah. But so, beat Florida by 12. Yeah. Impressive. Impressive to get out this win. Yeah. And good yeah. for I – mean, that's, that's like a win over big brother. You know, that always feels yeah. – and it's, it's always good to see the SEC lose in bowl season. 0-2 right now. Yep. Tale as old as time. Georgia State, Georgia State beats Ball State 51 to nothing. 51 to 20. Um, did you watch any of this on Christmas Day? No. Yeah. No, I, didn't, I, I didn't watch any of it. All right. On to our picks. Time uh, it, it, It's go time for the, the next set of, of bowl games. We're going to go through all of the bowl games minus the playoff, and we'll touch on the playoff last. So that'll be our uh, our method for tonight. Okay, Boston College East East Carolina was canceled. Unfortunate. Um, I was looking forward to watching that game Monday afternoon. Was eager to bet on BC, but oh well. Western Michigan Nevada. Nevada opened seven point favorites. Colin, they are now seven point dogs. Carson Strong opt out, not playing. Um, I think there's somebody else. I think uh, – let me, let me go to my notes here. Hang on. 
Hang on. Their coach is also now Colorado. Jay Norvell is, is the right. coach of Colorado State now. What do you think of that? We, we never really talked about that. I mean, pretty interesting. Colorado, if Colorado State's paying him more money, he's going to go to Colorado State. Yeah, and, yeah, but, like, it's a good hire for Colorado State. Great hire for Colorado State. I mean, but, like. Also, like, in, but an in-conference jump, you know, and you wouldn't really put. They're on the same level. You wouldn't really put. Colorado State above Nevada I I honestly when I think of football maybe it's just because of the Nevada Boise State games back in the day I think of Nevada as more of a football school than Colorado State but they do have a bigger stadium and probably more fan support out there do they Reno and Nevada is yeah but but Fort Collins is pretty big and and Colorado State's a big school I, I I do know they have some money to throw around yeah well um also, I found I found out who it was. Your David Yost. David Yost. Okay, great. Thanks. He was the that. he was the coordinator under Matt Wells. Followed him to Texas Tech. He was kind of the the. He led the Utah State offensive turnaround, and he, uh, Texas Tech obviously has had a very good offense. And then after he left rather than Matt Wells was more of what I thought was the fall of Utah state. So there we go. Okay. So Nevada without their head coach, without their star quarterback and without one of their top receivers, I think Cole Turner is. But uh, with a bet by Justin Santu. No. No. Okay. Um, Cole Turner is their superstar tight end. So two key opt-outs, new head coach. The line has moved 14 points. Western Michigan now laying seven. Is there anything there from you, Colin? Um, no. I, it's in Detroit, right? So mm-hmm. you kind of got a little bit of the home field advantage for Western Michigan. Yep. Uh, probably very excited to play at Ford Field. You know, most teams aren't too excited to get the quick lane bowl. But uh, for Western Michigan, probably a bit more exciting than, than Nevada. Yep. Um, I think the Mac kind of sucks and I think Nevada's a way better team. So yeah. seven points is kind of tough. So I definitely wouldn't lay seven with Western Michigan, even with all the opt-outs. I'd say the depth on Nevada is still better than what you're bringing out starting at Western Michigan, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I the, the only reason I would bet this, and I mean, I might, I might play this tomorrow, uh, Monday morning at 1045 because I'm looking for some midday action. Um, Nevada on the money line. Like it would be a Nevada on the money line. Like I just, I can't, I can't get there. I mean, I just, I'm definitely it's not like a lot of points. It's a lot. It's a lot of points. For- line move is crazy. It's it, yeah. is Carson strong and Jay Norvell and Cole Turner. Are they really worth 14 points? I mean, two touchdowns. Is a, that's a huge swing to go from seven point favorite to seven point dogs. It's just a huge, a huge swing. It's also it's very interesting to see how the motivation is on the Nevada sideline with all the opt outs. Are you trying to prove your coach shouldn't have left you, or are you whatever? Let's get it to the next re- regime. Yeah. Um, is this the only game tomorrow? Yeah, because the Boston College East Carolina game was was canceled. I think Miami just canceled too. I just got a notification. Yeah, Miami out of the Sun Bowl. I mean. Nevada's new quarterback, Nate Cox, is six foot nine and he's got a really good QBR. Like he's six nine. Yeah. And his name's Nate Cox. 
Yeah. <laughs> Might have to just bet him for this reason. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's it for, for Monday, unfortunately. Tuesday, really good slate. Houston-Auburn leads it off. The noon game in Birmingham. Auburn laying two and a half. What do you think? Anything for you on this? I mean, Auburn's got all types of issues, right? They've got they've got Nick or and the Oregon. He wasn't. Um, I don't think he was really going to play. Like, I'm not really worried about him, but like, he's one of many. Like, there are plenty in the trip. Start is does that mean Finley starting? Yep. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Maybe he's healthy. Uh, Bigsby. I think they've got two O line injuries and yep. uh, somebody in the secondary. Yeah. Yep. Se- secondary also. Yep. Um, but, but Colin, Dana Holgerson coaches Houston. Dana Holgerson's a good coach. No, he's uh, not. I, I'm sick. I'm sick of this. Uh, so I don't think Brian Harson's a very good coach either, though. I know. Uh, there will. I think it's going to be a very pro Auburn crowd. Yeah. Well, it's in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, should be very pro. So, I it's interesting. I I wonder. You got to wonder motivation on both sides. Dana Holgerson has definitely. I just want to add something else. Opted out of the end of the season before you know, like when when Dara Kin was there, and he just decided to have everybody redshirt and get ready for the next year. Yeah, that's yep. that's definitely. He, 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 I don't. I wonder the motivation if, if they're going to come out swinging on this game or they they think it's over. Yeah, but you also only get so many opportunities to face an SEC team that's beatable. Yeah, Auburn. I wonder their motivation too. Like this team went neck and neck with Penn State, should have beat Alabama, but also lost to South Carolina. So you kind of kind of see the the range of actions there. It's not really a game I want to want to bet on because I just don't have a feeling. Yeah. Um, I just want to backtrack for a second. Nevada's also without their top six wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's – I mean, that's a lot. That's why That's why, why the lines moved so much. But – Yeah. Um, I can't – Colin, I can't get there on Houston. I'm not betting on Houston plus the points against Auburn, who I think is just way more physical and way better. Um, it should be a really good game. But, like, the, the quantity of opt-outs and, like, the uncertainty of what's going to go on has, has me – I'm not there, – there's nothing I'm ready – I'm not ready to bet anything on that. Yeah. Auburn did get Bigsby out of the portal. So, maybe – and Bobo's fired. So, maybe they'll run the ball, you know, like they should have done all year with a really good offensive line. Uh, but Houston's got a really stout D-line too. So, Houston's defense is really good. I don't know. It, it's a. It will be an interesting game. I'll be rooting for Houston. Let's yeah. see the SEC go zero and three. And uh, but if, if Auburn comes out and is ready to play, they should beat. They should beat them. Well, yeah, but I I, I don't have the 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 motivation factor is so important in bowl games, and I can't. I mean, we don't we don't we just don't know. Um, you don't know is Harson's one foot out the door, or is he trying to rally the troops, getting this win and get ready for next year? You know, right. I think that's that's pretty much what decides us. I, I, I think even though Holgerson has pulled it before, I think this is too big of an opportunity to uh, to not be motivated and not try to win. Yeah. 
Air Force Louisville. Louisville laying one and a half um, in the – hang on. I lost it. Where is this game being played? Lost it. Damn it. Hang on. Fuck. Uh, I got it. It is in – oh, wait. I lost it. I, here we go. It is in the uh, Server Pro First Responders Bowl in Dallas, Texas. Gerald J. Ford Stadium. Cool. For tickets as low as $16 if you're in the area. Louisville laying one and a half. Anything for you on that? Air Force triple option attack. They've been very good this season. Small number. What are your thoughts? Malik Cunningham back for another year for Louisville. Coming back for 2022. Trying to set all types of records. Triple option versus triple option, you know? Basically. Louisville's down a couple key receivers also. Yeah, that doesn't matter. The receivers sucked all year. I, I agree. I agree. Um, I kind of want to bet Louisville. Okay. Well, I actually already had bet them, but I was drunk at the time, so I. <laughs> Interesting. What made you bet them while you were drunk? I was thinking about the game, and I was thinking it was a good matchup. All right, so here, here's the thing. Yeah. Louisville absolutely shellacked Syracuse. Yep. Syracuse runs a triple option. Basically. They also got smacked by Kentucky. Kentucky also runs a triple option. Not really. So so it's they're one and one against triple Kentucky, options. Kentucky does not run the triple option. That is not don't don't say that because that's just not true. They kind of do. No, Colin, they do not. All right. Will Levis throws like four yard outs. Colin, no, he does not. I, I don't know where you got that idea from. Maybe when uh, Terry was there last year. Levis had a good season, man. He threw for four touchdowns against Lou. I mean, he ran for four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. <laughs> he, I mean, no, he had a good year. He, he was all right. He's all right. He's an all right quarterback. He threw for 2,600 yards and 23 scores. Like, he was good. I thought Will Levis was good this year. He was all right. I mean, Will I think, I might I might just be clouded on what a good quarterback is based on. Yeah, you are. You definitely are. Will Levis is like a better Vedral. No, he's not a better Vedral. He is in a different stratosphere than Vedral. Right, whatever. Vedral, Vedral sucks. We got it. Um, yeah, I just think this is more like the Syracuse game than the Kentucky game. Syracuse lesser talent than. Louisville Air Force also a lesser talent. Uh, you have all off season to uh, prep for a bowl game. I think this is a big game for Satterfield, especially after getting smacked by Kentucky. Cunningham coming back is big. That means they'll be hyped up for this game. And I think their D is solid along the lines of scrimmage. If they can shut down a Syracuse rushing attack, I think they can slow down Air Force attack. Yeah, give give me yeah. give me the cards. Yep, I uh, I bet them as well. Um, I'm I'm back I'm back on my Malik Cunningham high horse. Ever since you saw him coming back, as soon as I saw him coming back, and I, I had the same the same feeling. Like they shut down Syracuse, um, which is ba- I mean basically the same idea. If you're like if you're gonna be one dimensional against Louisville, like I think they're good enough defensively, they're athletic enough and fast enough to to slow it down. And like Colin, no one wants Louisville in this game. Yeah, yeah. Like, no one wants them. I don't understand that. 
Well, because like, they just got everybody saw him get smacked by Kentucky. Yeah, but that's a completely different animal. That's a rivalry yeah. game against a Kentucky team that is really good. When Louisville was so banged up, now they've had a few weeks to rest up. Like Satterfield's a really good coach. They're gonna be prepared. Like they had a good year. They won some games that they probably, you know. I don't know. Like this is a good Louisville team. I I I think we're both on this game. You know, this is this is why the hook and ladder is so great. What do you this is a great pick here. We're making very intelligent decisions here. This is going to be, this is a winner. I hope, I hope this is not, I, I, I took a hard look at this this morning. I was like, man, I really, I don't, when I finally got into like my handicapping for these bowl games, I was like, man, I really don't understand. Like sometimes, sometimes call the line could be a pick them. And you're like, that line does not feel right. Like it stinks. And then like you do your quick little check on, on, on pregame and see like what the public's thinking. And like the public doesn't think it stinks. The public likes air force. Like, <laughs> So, like, I don't yeah, know. That, that, yeah, that, that's, that's, I mean, that, that's pretty yeah. much how I ended up on Miami. I was like, yeah, why is Miami of Ohio favored over North Texas? North Texas won six in a row. And then I just see everybody else is thinking the same thing. I was like, all right, I'm missing something. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I like to be on Louisville in this one. I think they've got, I think they've got the most dynamic player on the field, Malik Cunningham. I think they've got a really good coach. Um, chance to finish the season strong. It's a young team also, Colin, for the most part. You know, outside yeah. of Malik Cunningham, who's been there forever, like it's a young team, a young team on defense, young at the skill positions. Like they're building something, so they're going to be motivated. There are no opt outs. Like this is, I also all the balls that's played. I was listening to uh, Big Bets on Campus. It's like a uh, Action Network podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're pretty good. I think it's Colin and Sucky, uh, but they they were talking about this game, and I believe one of them said that. Air Force is 121st in rush EPA and 126th in ex- rush explosiveness. So they just allow tons of rushing explosion. Yeah, and Malik Cunningham, we've seen him yeah. go bonkers on the ground. Like, I I love Louisville in this spot. Um, I think they're, you know, I think they're ready to go. People love, people are loving the triple option teams this bowl season. I just, I, I don't, I don't really see why. Um, so yeah consensus play louisville minus one and a half texas tech mississippi state colin liberty bowl in memphis tennessee mississippi state land nine and a half i don't think there are any opt-outs for mississippi state right because mike leach was like if you opt out he said opt out get off the team yeah if you opt out don't come back (laughs) yeah um i mean i like i mean i i don't know i it's it's a, t- it's a tricky, it's a, it's a gray area, but like, I get what he's saying. I understand why some kids want to opt out, but like, yeah, problem- it makes sense. Like here's, a, it makes sense in some parts, but I think it's a little bit of a slippery slope. Yes. Yeah. You say, people will say, oh, you opt out this last bowl game. Cause it's a meaningless game. But for most of these teams, their game, if, if, if it's a meaningless game, because they're not in the national championship, their season has been over for, six weeks yeah at least like, like what what is the point anyway I, I thought the whole point was to get the bowl game at the end yeah um so yeah but it why... also makes sense if you're injured you it makes sense yeah. like I, I don't have any ill will for kyle hamilton opting out he's injured and but he's he's a different story like i mean yeah. i think if you're, if you're gonna be like a top five top 10 pick and your earning potential is that crazy like i understand opting out if you're not in the playoff, but 
If you're going to be like yeah. a fringe sixth round pick, like, what are you doing? I think if you're healthy, you should go. If you're not healthy, I understand it because then it's earning potential and all that stuff. But they, you can get insured. And if you're healthy, it is, in my opinion, it's another game on the schedule. Like, yeah. People are saying, oh, this just make it expand the playoff to 12 and you won't worry about this. No, then you're just going to have opt-outs halfway through the regular season. Yeah, or, I mean, I think, look, I, I've been, I know it's hard to say this, and, like, we've been, it, we're at odds about this because, like, some teams are so dominant, but, like, I don't think, like, you could get rid of the entire bowl system and just do a tournament. Like, it's so hard to, like, see that happening, but, like. It's too much football. I know that, I know. The, the, the logistics don't work. I know, but. FCS does it. Mm. And it's also all the money. It won't and happen because of the money. I, I, I know. I know. But, like, it's just it's an easy solution. Anyway, Mississippi State laying nine and a half against Texas Tech. What do you think? Mississippi State's been a pet team of yours all year long. Yeah. Um, they've got some demons, too. They got a lot of demons to, uh, to beat in this game. They yep. got the uh, – the Liberty Bowl, the Memphis Demons, after they lost a game against Memphis that they actually won. Yep. You know, this is an eight and four Mississippi State team, not a seven and five team. Let it be known, absolutely screwed against Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the Mike Leach Texas Tech Demons. That's the number one. Yeah, yeah that's the other D. I was about to get to that. Uh, Mike that's Leach, the ultimate demon. Yeah, Mike Leach. If he can run this, run this up on He's Texas Tech, run it he up. would. He would love to run it up. Yeah. He, uh, he does not like Texas Tech. Uh, he thinks no. they own money. He, he talks about everything. it all the time in his, in, his, in his crazy pirate man rants, you know, as a crazy person does. He rants and he, and he rants about this. Uh, Rain projected, though, in Memphis, which is a little, little bad news for, for Mississippi State. I don't think Texas Tech can score on him. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um... I, I think Mississippi State's probably going to roll them. Do I want to lay the nine and a half? Not really. Well, because you – rain, Texas Tech's defense is competent. The hires – McGuire's – I mean, Oklahoma dropped like a billion on them. So did Texas. Okay, actually, no, 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 no. I take that back. I don't know why I said they're competent. Actually, they, 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 they've been okay. They, ha- they had spurts of competence. Yeah, they're up and down. They, I, I no, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I take that back. I've, I've long said that their defense is trash this year, and that was why I bet on Texas and TCU. So I wiped that off the record. Uh, Wipe. I didn't say that. Uh, but they're they're okay. They they've they they held uh, Baylor to twenty seven points. Not doesn't unimpressive. That's not an explosive offense. Held Houston to 21 points. Not an explosive offense. They looked good on defense there, though. Um, their red zone defense is okay, and they get run. They get run on a lot. TCU ran all over them. Texas ran all over them. Their run defense is terrible. Mississippi State can't run the ball. The rain. They have a good special teams. They have a good kicker. Uh, Mississippi State's kicker, as mentioned, when they screwed us against Ole Miss, sucks. Yep. Terrible. Yep. Um, it's going to be raining bad for the, uh, 
bad for the passing game. Uh, I think Texas Tech will come into this game fired up also. New head coach, a lot of energy around the program. Um, who, do they, who do they hire as defensive coordinator? I, I, I like the hire. I can't remember. Isn't it Baylor's linebacker coach? No, that's their head coach. Oh, I forget then. Um, Tim DeRuder? Tim DeRuder? Is that him? Tim DeRuder, who was under who, – who worked for Oregon. Okay. Never mind. Maybe. Maybe he's good. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, but, yeah, the nine and a half with a, with a terrible kicker and no run game against a fired-up team makes me wary to take it. So, I'm yep. going to take the under. Okay. You're taking the under. Yeah. What's the total? 58 and a half. Weirdo. Mississippi State, Texas Tech, under eight and a half. All right. Um, I'm on Mississippi State. Texas Tech, what? Right. You were you, I thought you, I went on this rant because you sounded like you weren't going to bet the game. Yeah. I'm just looking at it. It's like, why am I mean, I might, I might get there and like, let's just, let's just get it out there. I mean, Texas Tech, I, I don't know what you're talking about about Texas Tech being okay on defense. They're fucking awful. They're awful. They've got like the worst pass defense I've ever seen. The run defense pass, they're just bad. They, they're worse than the Big 12 in pass defense. I think they, they're like, All right, yeah, they're, they're bad. They're a bad defense. No, I, they're I, bad. I, took, I, wiped it, I wiped it off the record. I wiped they, it off the record. All right? they're, they're don't, gonna, don't, you're bringing it back to a record that's wiped. They're going you know? to – here's here's the thing, Colin. Like, like Texas Tech's going to try to run the football. They're going to try to yeah, run – they're the not going to run the football. I know that. They're not, that's why I took the under. Texas Tech won't score in this game. Right. And I, who who is even starting a quarterback for Texas Tech? Is it Tyler Shuck? Is it the the freshman? Is it Columbia? Like, who's playing know. quarterback for Texas Tech in this game? Like, is it they've like who who is the quarterback? Like, I don't even know. Let me let me let me look. Texas Tech starting quarterback. I mean, nobody even knows who started. Doesn't this seem a little a little too public? Nope. I think everybody, I, I don't give a shit about that. I, I don't know. 95% of the cash on Mississippi state. Doesn't matter to me. I think Mississippi state absolutely. Destroyed. And it's at nine and a half. The fact that it hasn't moved to 10. Doesn't matter to me. I think Mississippi state's going to destroy him. You want to go head to head on this? No, I want to take the under. I don't want to take Texas Tech. Right. Yeah. So I got Mississippi state minus nine and a half. And I got 58 and a half. You got the under 58 and a half. Okay. One of my favorite games of bowl season, UCLA, NC state. NC State laying one and a half against UCLA. In the Holiday Bowl at Petco Park in San Diego. Yeah, this is this is a great eight o'clock on a on a Tuesday. How, how can you spend a, a better Tuesday night? Well, you could watch Xavier Yukon college basketball, but yeah, I'm definitely not gonna watch that. I'm definitely gonna be watching this. Could do a little bit of both, split screen. That's true. What do you think, Colin? These are two teams that we've liked all season long. No, I want to hear what you think because I know you. I I know I know, I, I know what uh you you've got a lot lot to say about this. I don't have that much to say. I like um, NC State. I like Notre Dame playing at, at eight o'clock on Tuesday. Fuck. Uh, they're playing at Pitt, yeah. um, in basketball. Uh, 
I like the matchup for NC State. Um, really good run, D. Um, no opt-outs. UCLA struggles in pass defense. And, like, I think one of their star defensive backs, starting safety, Quantrez Knight, isn't playing because he's in COVID protocol. I saw that, made a note of it. Um, and NC State has been really – they've been a wagon with your boy Leary running the show at quarterback. I think it's a really good matchup for NC State. I don't care that the game's in California because UCLA can't even pack their own stadium when their team's good. Like, so, I mean, it's in San Diego, but I don't think it's going to be much of a home field advantage for UCLA. If anything, like, the weather's going to be great. It's going to benefit both teams. It's going to benefit the passing attack. Um, so I just like the matchup for NC State. I like the spot, so I played them minus one and a half. Good? Agree? Disagree? Um. I don't know. I've kind of gone back and forth on on this because I, I NC State is solid and they've got a really good run defense which matches up really well. I think Chip Kelly is a better coach. I don't know. Actually, about no, 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 no. I'm now that I'm looking at this run defense. The run defense. They have the best run defense in the ACC. I know. Like when they smacked Syracuse around. It's the same matchup. It's the same. It's the same matchup. It's UCLA has a has a great running attack, and their whole strength of the defense is they're rusty. They've got they they're susceptible to the deep ball. You're right. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me NC State. And they smack. They smacked every. They sm- NC State has smacked every team around that runs the ball well. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, let's look at it. I just, I mean, I, I know you're in agreement, but, like, Miami beat them when Miami was throwing the football. Right? I mean, yeah. NC State beat Florida State, and I know it was when Florida State had Mackenzie Milton starting and not um, – Yeah, so that's a little different. Travis. It's a little different, but it's not like – I mean, they were still trying to run the football. I mean, I know it's a little different. They're still trying to run the football. They beat Syracuse. Like, I mean, this is a – I like NC State a lot. And they, this is a senior-laden team that has, like – I mean, they, they want to finish strong. Yep, There's, that's his play. You know what's surprising? There's not really any pass-first teams in the, in, the, in the Pac-12. I mean, the only, there, there is one. They're just USC. Not, yeah, yeah. I mean, Washington. Because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find a comp on UCLA's schedule right now, and USC, but USC is too bad to be a comp. BYU, they didn't play BYU. No, they, they lost to Fresno, who's a comp. LSU. Uh, LSU. Is LSU a comp? Really, I don't really know. No. I think Fresno is the best comp. Yeah. NC State lost. minus one and a half consensus yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be a good game yeah all right moving on I, i'm really i'm really excited. i do i do think chip kelly's the better coach though so a little scary on that front i don't think it's that severe i mean dave doran's in a really good job down there no he's a good coach he's, i just think it's you know there's levels but yeah i i do agree it's not like it's not like we've got mike loxley rolling in no we don't like loxley you should start calling him mike loxley Minnesota minus four against West Virginia guaranteed rate bowl in Arizona. 
No Letty Brown for West Virginia. Um, no opt-outs whatsoever for Minnesota. What do you think? Kyle? I feel like I feel like this is the beginning of the season. You know, you're you're actually bringing out like information. Shut up. That's not fair. That's not fair. You know, you know me. When when college basketball gets going, I become I, I, I move into a completely different mindset. That's the problem. We this this is exactly what happened last year. As soon as college basketball starts, I lose all all my handicapping ability. Goes right to college basketball. It's terrible. I need to do a better job of like staying focused on college football. But usually, I just use whatever you say if, during the last three weeks of the season. Try to make my educated opinions off of that and my feel, which is bad. It's not good. My feel is not good. I don't have good. Yeah, feel. Your feels pretty bad because it's very Big Ten biased. It's very bad. biased. It's terrible feel. Um, what do you think? Minnesota minus five against West Virginia. No, Letty Brown is interesting, but like he didn't. He hasn't had. I think he's more of a name guy at this point than he, like he hasn't had a great season because West Virginia doesn't have a great offensive line. I mean, he had a thousand yards. Yeah, but on, on a lot of carries, right? Yeah, two hundred twenty-three carries for a thousand yards. I mean, he's he's good. He's good. Don't. Yeah. But it's running backs. I, like, that's the thing. Right. You know, it, it's, it's, it's running backs. So how much does a running back really matter? We've seen Minnesota go through eight running backs this year. And they've, and all, been, they've all done They've well. all been good because their offensive line is good. You got to hold a run through it, and you're a college scholarship running back. Yep. And unless you're, like, just terrible and should not be on the team, you'll be fine. 10-15 uh, on, a, on a Tuesday night in Phoenix – yeah, this feels like a, a West Coast NBA game, and not a not a not a college football Minnesota versus West Virginia. So, so Colin, here's the problem, right? I, I, like, I should bet West Virginia in this game based on like my principles, right? I mean, the market feels like over. over I mean, the line seems low, doesn't it? It feels a little low. The market is overwhelmingly high on Minnesota, and. But like, and like, I look at these teams, like I, I like Neil Brown and West Virginia as a dog. I like Minnesota as a dog, but Minnesota is not as dog here. They're favored. So like, I feel like I should be on West Virginia. Um, but I just think Minnesota is much better, like much better. So I think the, I'm staying away. Yeah. Um, I wanted to bet Minnesota at first glance, but the line just seems way too low which yeah. makes me want to bet West Virginia um, because these teams are it's eight and four versus six and six uh, Minnesota in the big 10, which is a better conference than the big 12 um, PJ flex, a better coach than Neil Brown. I just think every edge. Yeah, I agree. Minnesota's better is on Minnesota here, which is why this line just doesn't make sense. But everybody, what is all the money's on Minnesota. A lot of people like Minnesota. 84% of the cash, 74% of the tickets on Minnesota. And it opened at six and a half and it's gone down. With no opt-outs on Minnesota's side. And Letty Brown on. Mm. I mean, it feels like the sharp side would be West Virginia. Now here, let me look at this. This is something to take note of. I mean, West Virginia's run defense is good. It's not great. They also haven't faced a, they have not faced an offensive line like Minnesota's offensive line. Uh, Oklahoma State has a really good offensive line. I don't know. I mean, Minnesota's like, yeah. I, I, I think, I'd say those are comparable. Those are both senior-laden, solid offensive lines. I'm staying away. Are you going to get there on, on Minnesota, on West Virginia? No, I'm going to stay away because just, just 
the fact that the line is so low is going to keep me from betting on uh, on Minnesota. So, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to back Neil Brown here. You know, th- this is one of those games where where you 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 might get too sharp and you 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 end up betting on Neil Brown and your idiot friends are all over Minnesota and they're gloating at you as Minnesota runs it up and you're like, I know Neil Brown sucks, I know West Virginia sucks, but the line was too sketchy so i bet the other way and then you oops you just got egg on your face you know those are the worst yeah nothing worse than that yeah that's a tough look um smu virginia canceled due to covid maryland virginia tech virginia tech is all types of opt-outs um obviously new head coach maryland laying three and a half at the pinstripe bowl i mean i think i think maryland opened as dogs but like line movement is due to all the opt-outs of Virginia Tech. Let me see if I can, if I have them all. Raheem Blackshear's out. Braxton Burmeister's out. He's in the portal. Um, yeah. A couple key guys on, on defense are out, like, due to the NFL, like, opt-outs. Who, who's out? Who's out on defense? What what uh, what positions? So, let's see. so, wide receiver Trey Turner is out. Okay. Um, defensive lineman Amari Barno is out. He had three and a half sacks this season. 6'6", 235-pound defensive lineman. Lacidus Smith is out. That would be a offensive lineman, left guard, starting left guard. And Jordan Williams is the last one. Defense, another defensive lineman. I guess no, nobody in the secondary, which has really been the strength of the defense. No one in the secondary. And Brent Pry, is he going to coach for this game? No way. No. But he'll probably give insight. Uh, has played Penn State or, or Michigan, Maryland already this year. I mean, Virginia Tech's got no idea who's playing. I mean, the quarterback position is like a huge question mark. They're down to like their third stringer. I mean – that's the reason why the line is is Hokies plus three and a half. But, but Maryland is a train wreck, dude. I don't trust Mike Loxley for shit. I'm not trusting him laying points, so I'm not betting this game. Just to these are two teams that have have stink written all over them, and I'm just gonna stay away. Pretty easy, pretty simple solution there. What do you think? You got to play here? Like Captain Hook. Okay. Why? Because you see that, I see that. I see that hook, you know, and you just read me those opt-out lists, and I didn't hear a single guy from the secondary. Okay. Give me Tech plus three and a half. Um, I don't hate it. I think the guys that are playing and are there are motivated and, and excited for the future. So yeah, I think they'll be, they'll be ready to go. I think they have more talent on this team. I don't care who's not coaching. You're going against Mike Loxley. Um, I think they're more physical than Maryland. Maryland is is kind of a soft team, even though they play in the Big Ten. You know, it's it's a little little bit of an oxymoron. Um, and I don't know. You if you can rally the troops and beat Virginia at the end of the year season. You can beat you can beat Maryland, and I just like 
the matchup. All Maryland's going to want to do is throw the ball. And Virginia Tech's got one of the best passing defenses in the country. Yeah. If they can limit Talua, Talua, whatever. Talia? Talia. Talia. Uh, I think they can do it. Three and a half's a lot. Yeah. I think, I'm, I think I'll be with you um, on game day. Like, I, I don't see myself laying three and a half in Maryland at all, but well, I, I don't know. It's going to require some further analysis to get it's there. It's going to rain in the Bronx. Tech. Iowa State Clemson. Another really, really good bowl game in this Orlando. This wasn't at Wednesday at 2 o'clock. I could go to this game. Why would you want to go to Virginia Tech, Maryland? Because I got money on it. Iowa State Clemson. Honestly, it's a better game than most pinstripe bowls. Wasn't there like a Wisconsin-Miami pinstripe bowl once? Maybe. I don't know. These are two teams I'm, I'm interested in because they're in the area. Um, Camping World Bowl in Orlando, Clemson and Iowa State. Brees Hall opting out for Iowa State. Clemson has a bunch of opt-outs also. Um, Do they? Yeah. Bale Inspector's hurt. Justin Ross isn't playing. Um, couple key, re- couple receivers are tra- in the portal. So, I mean, not, not like opt-outs, like, hey, I'm just not going to play, but like guys that are in the portal and are hurt um, that are still key guys. I mean, I, I see – I'm counting th- three starters. So – um, they're obviously really talented. I mean, Skowski's playing, secondary's there, Uyungalele's playing, like D line is deep as hell. Line's there and, and nobody's nobody's missing. Um what do you think, Clemson, Iowa State? Yeah, I, I really like Clemson. Uh okay. It's one of my favorite ones. Uh I think especially no Brees Hall, Iowa State's gonna struggle to run the ball. Everybody struggled to run the ball against Clemson. Uh, one of my kind of thoughts going into this year and throughout the year is that the real the, the reason why there's been so much parity this year is because the top level had their three and duns, their normal three and four duns, and the lower levels of the teams, they got to keep everybody back. So they got to have their fifth years, their sixth years, their COVID years. Everybody came back, and that kind of evened the playing field a little bit. Now the season is over. You now have this extra bowl season to prep. All these really young guys on Clemson finally get them up to speed. I think that's going to help Clemson a lot. I think they should be more in their typical Clemson fashion. I'm not going to – Uwe Angle has been terrible, but I'm not going to completely throw him out. I believe – who did you say was out? Terrence Ross or Justin Ross is out at receiver. Frank Ladson's also out at receiver. But the who's the other receiver? Um, for Clemson? Yeah. Just so Shipley plays running back. Ross is a receiver. Joseph Nyata's been another good one. And Bo Collins. I think they have somebody. Davis Allen. EJ Williams. EJ Williams. He was good against our name. I don't know. I thought there was another receiver that was playing this game. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Um Another receiver that's out or is playing? Is playing. Uh, but, look, I just look at this game. I think Iowa State is, is a soft team. They, they've, they lost by more than one and a half to Iowa, who has a worse defense than Clemson and a worse offense. And they're, they're very similar teams. Just Clemson has a ton more talent than Iowa. I think uh, Clemson is going to be motivated to play. They, they are losing venerables, and that's tough. But the defense is so talented. And I, I just think 
I just think they win the game, and the the line is like you don't need anything. I I just I see Iowa State struggling to score. I see Purdy throwing picks. I see a motivated Clemson team that just blew out their rival South Carolina. They shut them out thirty to zero to end the season. If this team made it to the ACC championship, I would have a hard time seeing them lose to Pittsburgh again. I think that's probably the ACC champion if Wake loses to BC. And nothing about Iowa State is impressive to me. They're seven and five. The Big Twelve is all right. Um, they're they're not impressive. This this reminds me a lot of when they played Notre Dame and they were seven and five, and the line was three, and everybody's like, "Oh, Iowa State's a real live," and then we beat them thirty three to nine. Same thing. Um, I think we're fighting. <laughs> One last chance for Brock Purdy. The way I see it is Clemson came into this year with championship or bust. They've been playing well. I mean, Iowa State had a similar situation, and they wanted to win the Big 12, and the, the, the chips didn't fall in the right spots for them. But, like – I mean, I think this is a really evenly matched game. I think Iowa State is better offensively than Clemson is. I think Clemson is incompetent offensively, and I'm not going to buy into what they did over the last few games of the season because, like, like, I mean, they beat Louisville by six. They blew out UConn. UConn's horrible. They blew out Wake Forest in a perfect spot for Clemson, and Wake Forest has a horrible defense, and they blew out South Carolina after South Carolina already did everything they needed to do to get to a bowl game, and South Carolina is not good. Iowa State might be the best team that Clemson's played all season. Like, they might be mm-hmm. after Georgia. Pitt? I think Pitt's better than Iowa State. Okay, but I don't think it's – I think it's pretty negligible. I mean, this is a – I think Wake Forest is, is, is very similar. Okay, I disagree. I think Iowa State's better than all those teams, so I'm – I'm on Iowa State plus one and a half. I'm happy to to I could end up being very wrong. Um, you know, diving into the Brock Purdy, you know, tunnel like this, but I, I like Iowa State plus plus one and a half. I think they're I think obviously they're live. Um, I think Matt Campbell does a good job. I think it says a lot that he's sticking around. Um, and he's got one last real go with these seniors, and they've got a chance to beat Clemson. Like that's a big deal. So give me the the cyclones. Plus one and a half. All right, moving on. All right, we're fighting. You can shake your head all you want. We're fighting, but I knew I knew we were fighting when you were you go when I was when I was going on that rant. Interesting. Um, Oregon, Oklahoma, another really funky game. I mean, oh man, two teams that had Kyle obviously had playoff aspirations coming into the season. Two teams whose head coach got fired, and now they're playing each other in the Alamo Bowl and. Neither head coach got fired. They both left. Sorry, sorry, you're right. You're right. I didn't mean it like that. Yes, exactly. Both head coaches took other jobs. Um, Oklahoma's laying four and a half. Mark Stoops in control. Bob Stoops in control, excuse me. Bob Stoops in control of the, of the Sooner program for the bowl game. Um, and Oklahoma laying four and a half. What do you think? Colin? Anything? I mean, I don't know what to think. Uh, Everybody wants wants Oklahoma. Do they? Oh yeah. Who's starting for Oregon? 
at quarterback? Yeah. Is it not Anthony Brown? I I I I didn't know if he was leaving or not. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the only opt outs are Thibodeau for Oregon are, are like NFL draft opt outs, guys that are legit NFL draft prospects. I mean, this is I do want I don't want to touch this game. This is a really high profile game. Um, and it's just it's a shame with the opt outs and the coaching situation. Like, I mean, like this could easily be a a New Year six bowl game with like everybody playing, like it could be a big deal, but it's just it's just not. And I, I have no idea what, what's gonna happen. No feel whatsoever. So I'm just staying away. Everybody really likes Oklahoma. Loves Oklahoma. I mean, ooh. People love That's the old okie doke. I know you love to quack. I know you're a big quacker. <laughs> That's interesting. Where, where are the uh, Oklahoma opt-outs? Um, Isaiah Thomas. Let's see. Isaiah Thomas on the defensive line. Brian Asamwa. Inside linebacker. Nick Benito, edge rusher. Perion Winfrey. Defensive lineman. Four of their best guys on the front seven. Oregon might be able to run the ball really effectively. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Uh, you know who else has a very similar QB, a bit better than Anthony Brown, and a very strong defense? Oklahoma State. The Baylor Bears. Baylor, sure. Spencer Sanders is not better than the <laughs> And Anthony Brown. I mean, is Jerry Bohannon? Yes, but only a little bit. Um, yeah, I think I think Oregon might be able to run the ball with all those opt outs on the D. And I don't. Oregon was able to beat Oklahoma or Ohio State with Thibodeau out. Uh, their defense, the back end of the defense, has been really strong all year, right? They yep. slowed down Ohio State. Their two losses were – or two of their three losses were Utah, who just bullied them. I don't think Oklahoma can really bully them. Their offensive line has been in flux all year. Um, they haven't really been able to run the ball. That's been a big issue with their offense. It's just been Caleb Williams escaping and making plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Oregon plus four and a half. I wanted to stay away. The more we looked at it and the more we looked at these opt-outs – I think Oregon's the play at plus four and a half. Yeah. Agreed. Well, there we go. Oregon plus four and a half in the Alamo Bowl. Thursday, December 30th, North Carolina, South Carolina, the Dukes-Mayo Bowl, UNC laying nine. You've been looking at this game for a long time. Um, what are your thoughts, Kyle? Yeah, another one of my favorites. Uh, South Carolina sucks. Yep. That, that's lay, lay, lay the number. Lay up to, lay up to 18. Really? I don't know about that, but I, I, if you if you if you if you ever take alt lines, I don't really do it. Yeah. I don't know who does it, but if you're ever interested in doing it, I think this is a this is a fantastic time to do it. Zeb Nolan, the walk on, will be the quarterback for South Carolina. This team is terrible. 
Um, Beamer is all hype, no coach. Uh, he gets the program ready for all this random stuff. Uh, he's recruiting. He's bringing in Spencer Sanders. I don't, still don't think he can coach. Um, they got absolutely shut down by Clemson. The Auburn game was wacky as hell. And uh, they just somehow won that game. I, like that That's the only game. That's how they got – that's how they're in a bowl game. But the South Carolina team is, is – God awful. And the UNC team has a bad defense, but it's really good. Sam Howell is coming back. They could run the ball. Josh Downs is good. Sam Howell's playing in this game. They're going to be ready to go here. I think nine is, is way too short. Okay. You got it. Um, I might tell you, uh, I haven't gotten there yet. It's like North Carolina has been. Their defense is bad. Their defense is bad, but can South Carolina put up points to – Yeah, I don't know. The most points they put up all year was when they forty on Florida. Florida. Yeah. But besides that, the most was 28 at Missouri. Everything – they averaged like 20 – what are they? They averaged 21 points a game. Yeah. I mean, this line opened closer to a touchdown. It's jumped way up. I mean, I agree. Like I, I I can't see myself betting on South Carolina, but I have to I have to decide ultimately if I want to. It's a six and six ACC team against a six and six SEC team, and that's why the line is not fourteen. Yeah, I'm not touching it. Tennessee better coach, better quarterback, Tennessee, better weapons. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying, Cole. I do. Tennessee minus four and a half, minus three and a half against Purdue. Uh, no George Bell, no Carla, George Karloftis, no David Bell. No David Bell, no George Karloftis for Purdue. Um, star edge rusher, star receiver, both out for the Dukies who already suck. Um, but I'm not laying – I have a vendetta against Tennessee and I'm not laying the points with them. Vendetta solely backed by uh, Shiano. Which you shouldn't even have a vendetta because you got him because of that. So you should be happy. That's a good point. But, that's that's actually know. a good point. <laughs> what do you think? You you've been a Tennessee guy all season long. Yeah. Um, supposed to rain in Nashville. Okay. What, what, what is that? What what difference does that make? I don't know. It's bad for the Purdue offense because they only throw the ball. Tennessee at least mixed in a run. It is in Nashville. It's going to be a uh, a big Tennessee crowd, pretty much a home game. James and uh, Maddie are both going to be there. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, James's dad is like somebody he works with. This like sponsoring the bowl game or part of the bowl game. I, I don't. I don't know. They're going to be there. Cool. And at the game in the rain. I'll be at work. Uh, <laughs> but. I think it's a really interesting game. Uh, a very, very two really solid teams. Aiden O'Connell coming back next year for Purdue. I, I can't really get there on either side. I think Purdue's defense is solid. Tennessee's got a really good uh, offense. Hennon Hooker's going to go out with a bang. 
I don't know. Maybe should we be on Tennessee? No, Maybe. not betting this game. No, not betting. Why not? Because I don't like Tennessee. I don't like Purdue. I got no feel, so I'm not going to touch it. Let me look at the line. I want to see where all the money's on Tennessee. Okay. Maybe not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not touching this game. Yeah, I'll just be pretty good defensively. Should be a, should be a shootout. It's a good. It's a good game. Yeah, I mean the game is in Nashville. Like maybe there's going to be some home field advantage. For there'll Tennessee. definitely be there'll definitely be a lot of Tennessee fans, especially with all the hype the program has been getting yeah. recently. I'm so staying. I'd I'd expect a, a a good good showing. I'm staying away. Um, Michigan State laying two and a half against Pitt in the Peach Bowl down in Atlanta. Um, High-profile opt-outs in this game, right? No Kenny Pickett, no Taysier Mack for Pittsburgh, no Kenny Walker for Michigan State. Uh, yeah, it's the no, it's the no cable. Yeah, the the no Kenny, no Kenneth, no um, no Heisman's, uh, Heisman finalist contenderish guys. Um, what do you think, Colin? Yeah, um, love Pitt with Pickett. Yeah, this would have been a really fun game to bet and watch, and instead, we have nothing. And you know, whatever I guess. Uh, what what can you do? I mean, here's the thing, right? Everybody, I felt like everybody was gonna like Michigan State, like regardless. Um, especially when they were getting points, like it was gonna be fun to lay the three with Pitt because I think Michigan State is a very similar team to Wake Forest, basically. Um, like it was like a similar spot, but no Kenny Pickett just like changes the dynamic. Like we don't know what Pittsburgh is without Kenny Pickett. So I, I'm just not going to touch it. And I'm not ready to light two and a half with Pitt, with Michigan State against Pitt. So they're also taking Slovis next year. So uh, yeah, I, you wonder what that says about the guys they have behind Pickett. Yeah, right? like Nick Patty, their backup. Like he's going to start in this game, but like what is that? But uh, but you also have to understand that, that Slovis is a like almost any program would take Slovis. So it's not too big of an indictment on the backup. Um, Jordan Addison is playing though, and he's a beast. Yeah, but so, without Pickett, like, what does that mean? Uh, Mac Jones lit it up last year. He just had receivers running wide open in yeah. every game. Yeah, well, Makes he, it a lot easier. Mac Jones is starting is starting for an, a team in the NFL that is going to the playoffs. So yeah. I don't. I'd be careful with that comparison. <laughs> the Pittsburgh backup to Mac Jones. Um. Are you gonna are you gonna get there on, on either side in this one? I'm tempted to bet Michigan State. See, just that, because everybody uh, loves Michigan State, man. Yeah, everybody does, but I don't like Narduzzi's Narduzzi's not a good coach, man. Narduzzi came from Michigan State. I think he was their defensive coordinator. Yeah, and, and yeah, I remember that. And Narduzzi's an asshole. Uh, so fuck Narduzzi. I don't like that guy. Um, but I think Mel Tucker's a really good coach. So I think there's a there's a pretty big coaching edge here. Uh, quarterback versus running back is also a pretty um, that that's a, a pretty advantageous opt out for Michigan State. Like Kenneth Walker's been yeah. a beast, but the drop off from a really good quarterback to an average quarterback is much different than from a really good running back to an average running back. Uh, so 
That's a good point. And and Michigan State's backup running back, like, I, I don't think he's bad. Like, Michigan State's passing defense has been horrendous. I know, come, but like Michigan State's backup running back, I think it's Elijah Collins. Like, he started as a true freshman and ran for almost a thousand yards for Michigan State. Like, there's no way he's like bad. Yeah. Just, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to lay the points. Okay. You want it? I mean, let's talk it through a little bit more. Uh, I, I've had enough talking about Michigan State and Pitt. What do you, you yeah. I mean, this is a, this is the New Year's Six game. Yeah, I know, but like, what's the where? What, what is the value on it? Well, I think the value is that the line's low because everybody's everybody knows Michigan State's passing defense sucks, uh, and Pitt has one of the most explosive passing offenses. But yeah, I guess the picket to Walker is is is. That's a big pro on Michigan State's side. I think the coaching edge is Michigan State. Yeah. Why not? You know? Sure. Why not? It's you gonna be make- seven o'clock on a on a Thursday. Why 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 not have money on this game? Because there's probably plenty of good college basketball going on too. It's a New Year's six game, you know. Watch this over college basketball. Arizona college basketball starts in college football. Colin, it's a New Year's six game, and the best player on both teams is saying I don't want to play. I know. Well, that that's that's sad. That's sad, but you know, I, I think eventually they'll probably be like with NIL, there might be like contract stipulations. Wisconsin, Arizona State, Arizona State getting six in Vegas against Wisconsin. Um, couple opt outs for Arizona State, nothing for Wisconsin. I feel like everybody wants Wisconsin. I get it. Like Wisconsin always performs well in a bowl game. I think it's going to be really difficult for Arizona State to match Wisconsin's physicality. I am not eager to lay the six points yet. So I'm kind of holding on and waiting a little bit. Who's the, uh, who are the opt outs for Arizona State? Jack Jones. Jack Jones, Arizona State's, he's a DB for Arizona State. Rashad White. They're all everything running back. Okay. Two positions that not going to matter much against Wisconsin. And Chase Lucas, another DB. All right, DBs don't matter against Wisconsin. So are you going to bet Arizona State? I know you're a Wisconsin hater. I am a, I'm, I'm a noted, noted Wisconsin noted hater. Noted Wisconsin hater. Noted Wisconsin hater. I'm not going to deny that. I, I don't like Wisconsin. I think they're a sham program. Uh, you know, they're fake good. They just beat bad teams, and everybody goes, oh, Wisconsin's good, and they get ranked like third in the S&P, and then they play a good team, and they lose. And that's what always happens. Yeah, I am going to bet. I am going to bet Arizona State because I watched Arizona State beat up on UCLA in a lock fight when I thought UCLA would be able to run the ball on them, and UC- Arizona State stuffed them on every down. And I think they can do that to Wisconsin. I don't think Wisconsin's going to be able to run the ball in Arizona State. And I think if they can't run the ball in the Arizona State, they can't move the ball in Arizona State. And uh, Jaden Daniels will make a play or two. You're six-point dogs. They're not favored. Home, closer to home, too, Vegas. They'll, they'll be right yeah, at home. Wisconsin, fan, Wisconsin fans will travel. Wisconsin fans are going to travel. You know, get out of Wisconsin in the winter, go to Vegas. It's yeah. a very, 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 very good excuse. Uh, you know, that, believe me, there'll be plenty of them there. 
Yeah, I, I agree, Kyle. I actually think I think there's a chance I get there with you. Um, I've been unimpressed. Wisconsin's not a team I want to take as a favorite. I mean, we've been I've been personally unimpressed with them all season long. Yeah, no, we we've both been unimpressed with them. Merckx is terrible. Merckx is a bad quarterback. They made they made the wrong choice. They went for the future and they they took I, the wrong quarterback. I mean, sure, but I mean, I think whenever Wisconsin's gone against teams that are competent enough to run the ball on them, like can match their physicality up front. Yeah. Like an athleticism, like they've struggled. Like Nebraska hung in there against Wisconsin, Minnesota beat Wisconsin outright. And I mean, like army. And now I don't have to root for Wisconsin anymore. I, you know, I've been laboring along rooting for them this whole year just so they would help us out, you know, and that's been terrible. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think the side is Arizona State. Um, get them plus yeah. a half. Just thinking about that UCLA game, that, that's what triggered it to me because UCLA has a great running attack, and Arizona State stymied them all game. And that was the reason why UCLA lost that game. That's the reason why I lost that lock fight. It was very sad, but I've learned from it, and now I'm going to take uh, Arizona State. Yeah, I mean the thing is Arizona State's been kind of sputtering to the finish line, and they no, played- they're not. They're not a great team. They're not a great team. They've got all sorts of internal problems. Um, I don't know if Herm makes it to next year, or if he does, how long he makes next year. Um, they should have been a lot better than they are this year, yeah. but they still have talent, and like you're not asking Herm to cover a number as a favorite you're asking him to cover a number as a dog and that's for Herm. those are two very big asking things he loves to keep it close wisconsin loves to play conservative it would take some wild pick sixes for you to be out of this game so you know like i I think it should be close throughout new year's eve gator bull wake forest laying 15 against rutgers what do you think you get a hard on saying that yeah, pretty exciting stuff. <laughs> um, obviously, no play for me. Uh, I can report like rumors that are, you know, kind of matriculating. It doesn't look like some of Rutgers' best skill guys on offense are going to play. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, starting running back, I don't think he's going to play. Bo Melton, their best receiver, I don't think he's going to play, but. Rutgers is fully healthy on D for the most part. They're, I mean, D-line intact, um, secondary completely intact. Um, offensive line is intact. Vedral's going to start a quarterback is, is what it seems. So, you know, they're just going to let the balls out and, and see, see, see what the hell happens. Uh, Wake's obviously a great team, so it's going to be a tough, tough game. But, I mean, I, I think if you're betting on this game, you are out of your mind because you don't know what the hell Rutgers is going to bring to the table. Like, it's just a it, – it's – there's no value here. You know what I mean? Like this is not, there's, I don't see an edge on this, on this one. Do you? Um, my friend texted me that the line had opened at 11 and I thought there was a ton of value on Wake Forest at that low of a number, uh, 14 and a half, 15. I don't really see it. Yeah. I think, I think Wake is going to light up the Rutgers secondary. This is the best passing offense Rutgers has faced all year outside of Ohio state. Um, so second best, but agreed. I think they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna struggle to stop Wake Forest. I do think Rutgers is run at you, and hope you can't stop it. Offense can have some success here because Wake Forest is really soft up front, and I think they could move them a little bit, which 
will be good. I think Shiano is a really good head coach, but it's not like he's had this full three weeks to prepare. He's had about a week yeah. to get him so ready. So for what it's worth, so is Wake. I mean, they just found out they're playing Rutgers. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like Wake also has a really good head coach, so I don't really think there's any edge there. They're they're boys. Like they, I think Dave Clawson's a, a Jersey guy from like the same area as Greg. Like they are like boys. They must be hyped about getting this game then. Yeah, let me let me let me confirm that. Um, what was this is less about the game, but what what was the what was the reaction within Rutgers? Like not from the fans, but from the players and the coaches. Pumped. Greg said. Greg said the players were texting him Gator emojis when it started the leak. They're pumped. They were texting him Gator emojis. That's- they said on his press conference. He said. He said. He said, I wanted to make sure I, I had to send out a text. To, I called some of the some of the leaders on the team, see what they what they were feeling. They were obviously positive. I wanted to make sure that, you know, the coaches, it wasn't just something that, you know, the coaches wanted to do, but it was something that the players wanted to do. And they started seeing stuff on Twitter, and I was getting text of, like, gator emojis. <laughs> they were texting <laughs> me the gator emojis. Yeah. That's cool. They want to play. They're ready to go. I mean, it's, it's exciting for them. I mean, they, you know, it's been you a long time. to go time. to Jacksonville in yeah. – in December, you know, I, I would love an excuse. It's going to be 71 and sunny there. And play for a cha- play for a trophy. I mean, they get to play for a trophy. Yeah. It's a big deal for them. I mean, they, this is a team that has been, been you know, it's been a long time. This, this, this is a big deal. So, yeah, I wish I could be there, but unfortunate. All right. Uh, no play, though, I'm assuming, Colin? No, no. Yeah, no play. Go are you, obviously. Maybe over, but you, that the only thing – that correlates to Wake. Yeah, the, the only thing would be that uh, if Rutgers just is able to continue to get first downs and not score, they're going to keep some time off of Wake. Yeah, that's going to be their game plan for Rutgers. Um, all right. Uh, Washington State, Miami canceled. Boise State, Central Michigan. Is there anything for you? Was in Was- the- have Washington State and Miami played before in the Sun Bowl? I feel like I've watched that game before. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Boise State, Central Michigan in the Barstool, uh, Arizona Bowl. Big Cat will be uh, will be parachuting in. What do you think? You got it. You got anything here? No, I mean, the only the only reason to watch this game is to see Big Cat. The only reason he breaks it, see if he breaks the uh, the parachute. The only, <laughs> he's been losing weight. <laughs> Not recently. <laughs> the only the only thing I I I would want to watch the game just to see like. The production that Barstool puts on. Yeah, that, 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 that's pretty much the only reason I would want to watch it too. Yeah, um, it's a pretty bad game. Yeah, it is a bad game. I got, I got nothing. Uh, gonna... Seven and a half is a little bit intriguing if you're going to end up watching it to see the production. Uh, Boise is way better than than Central Michigan. That actually is kind of wild. Now that I think about it. Um, one of the next school. Yeah, Boise's, Boise's starting running back, Cyrus Abibilikio, is out. Um, but, like, they've got a ton of guys at running back. So, like, I'm not – Yeah, I mean, running running back doesn't matter, as, as yeah. you mentioned. Uh, Central is kind of hot, though. Yeah. Four in a row. Yeah, I mean, four in a row in the MAC, though. It's like it's like what North Texas did. It's like, all right, six in a row in Conference USA. It's like, all right, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess if – this is a step up. Boise State's really good. Boy, if Boise yeah. State played a max schedule, dude, they probably go on. They, they they might go undefeated. They would be undefeated. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, seven and a half as well. If you if you're gonna bet the game, take the Broncos. Might get some boost if you're on if you're on Barstool's book. So so I guess be on the lookout for that. Yeah. All right. The next New Year's Eve games are the um, playoff games. We'll talk about those in a bit. On to New Year's Day, Penn State, Arkansas. There's rumors of like some COVID issues at Penn State. Um, Arkansas, I mean, this is what, the Outback Bowl, I think? The Outback Bowl in Tampa? Yeah, for the um, – so if the Big Ten wins, what do we get? We get a – Big Ten gets a bloom and onion. Okay. Like the and, the appetizer? And, yeah, and the SEC gets – what they, they get the shrimp, right? What, what, what do they get? I, I don't I don't know some Cajun shrimp type thing something like that I I or maybe it might be the other way around because I think they said it that the SEC gets the um the more the the cheaper dish because they're more likely to win but the bloomin' onions the the superior dish it is bloomin' onions are, is real deal uh no trail on Burke back bowl one time you did yeah Wisconsin versus Auburn it was a good game. Traylon Burks is not playing for Arkansas. It's a big deal. He's their best player. Um, opting out, NFL draft prep. Um, looks like Sean Clifford's playing for Penn State. So, like, I don't really – I mean, he's a big He's deal. coming back, it looks like. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think he is coming back. But, Colin, my point is, like, I don't really know what the story is for Penn State. <laughs> like, With COVID? Yeah. And so, I'm not – if they're going to keep that under wraps, which they should do – like, there's obviously no value for me to – like, I don't see any value. Like, I want to bet Arkansas, but, like, I don't know. I also yeah. want to bet Penn State. Like, I think Penn State might just be better than Arkansas, but I don't know what Penn State's missing. You know, this is pretty terrible because I'm just looking at this, and two of my favorite bets are going to be on right when the Notre Dame game is on. And it's two great games, too, but I'm just not going to be able to watch them at all. You have a bet here? Yeah, yeah, I'm taking Penn State. Uh, I really like Penn State here. Um, I think the defense is better. I think Arkansas is beaten up on some bad teams. Penn State should be able to move the ball on offense. Um, the uh, the Dotson connection, Clifford Dotson, is, is not something that Arkansas is going to be built to stop. Uh, they've got a really good running game, but Penn State's big enough up front to slow them down. I don't think Arkansas won't be able to bowl over Penn State like they can do some of the weaker competition they've played. Um, I think this game ends a lot like the Auburn game in a neutral side. I think Penn State's going to – both teams are going to be really hyped up for it. Penn State's got more talent. Um, coaching is is similar. And both teams – like Penn State's got everybody coming back, and Franklin's going to get them ready. I think this is a game they win, and uh, the line's at one. So Penn State's just a better team than Arkansas. Yeah. I I, I agree, Colin. Um, and I was looking at COVID, – COVID scares me a little bit, but – I, I don't I don't think it would be that big of an impact. Yeah. I um see I'm looking at the same thing and I really I really want to get there on Penn State also. Then do it. Yeah. They're gonna win. I'll join you. I, I'm I'm, I'm worried about we'll go to we'll go to Outback to celebrate. <laughs> I haven't um I haven't placed this one yet because like the COVID issues are are real and like I don't want to place it and then find out that you know three starters in their secondary. Yeah. And Jahan Dotson are out. Are out. That'll suck. Yeah, that would suck. But uh, I, I think something would have leaked about if it was somebody that big name. 
Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. Okay, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. Notre Dame laying one and a half. Two and a half in spots. Two and a half in spots. No Kyle mean? Williams, no Kyle Hamilton. Um, I am not touching this game. I like Notre <laughs> Dame. I think Notre Dame should roll them, but like – Fuck. But I'm not, I'm not getting there. That's bad news. Colin, I'll be very honest. I wanted to That's bet. the scariest thing I've heard all week. I want, <laughs> but I'm not betting it. I wanted to bet on Oklahoma State. I started looking at this. I was like, man, I really want to take Oklahoma State. Like, like give me a good number. Like, fuck Notre Dame. Like, Oklahoma State, good defense. Like, then I started looking at this game, and I'm like, man, like, Freeman's still running the show. So, like, there's, like they're pumped up to play for him. Like, show out, first game. Like Oklahoma State had had a chance to go to the playoff, and like this is a disappointment type game. Like it's tough to really rally from that. Like they 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 controlled their own destiny. They should be playing in the playoff, and they're not. And now they got to play Notre Dame, who's been peaking, who's young, who I mean, it, it, like yeah, Kyle Hamilton's out. They've been playing without Kyle Hamilton. Been playing great, and like Kyron Williams is really good, but like, I mean, they got good running backs. Like, they, they, and it's running back. It's. I, I think Notre Dame probably wins this game convincingly. Um, but, I mean, I think that along with, like, you everybody, know, 90% of America. So, I'm – Yeah, yeah, this is this is one that you, you, you've asked me about games where, like – You nervous? I've been worried about, you know, before, and I, I mentioned the Michigan game with that really short line. Yep. We talked about Wisconsin this year, and I said I didn't – that didn't worry me because the thing about Wisconsin is they're – Stats are always overinflated, so their numbers get overinflated. So they're good to bet against uh, when they're facing a good team and bad to bet against when they're facing a bad team. This this worries me a bit because the fact that this line is below three and there's just so much narrative momentum behind Notre Dame right now, it's pretty scary. Uh, you've got, first of all, everybody hates Brian Kelly for whatever reason. So when he leaves, Notre Dame gets a flux of goodwill within the public. Then you have Marcus Freeman, a player's coach, who, like, fires up the fan base. All these Notre Dame fans hate Brian Kelly, too, even though he brought us back from the dead just because he hasn't won a championship. Stupid. But uh, different rant. Uh, That is – that's bringing all these people out of the woodwork. Oh, we're going to be so much better, not realizing – all the same issues we've dealt with before are still going to be there under Freeman. Uh, so that's scary that you have all that momentum there. Then you have, this is a um, team that's really improved down the stretch and gotten really hot. But then you look at the teams that they played and they've all been fucking terrible. Uh, so that's another thing that plays into the narrative of Notre Dame's favor. And then it's also like Notre Dame beats teams that it's on its level or worse than yeah. and Oklahoma State it's not like they're playing they're not playing Alabama like when people always bring up Notre Dame hasn't won a near six bowl in however many years they never look at who they played and see it's Ohio State Alabama um now they beat beaten LSU um yeah Ohio State Alabama Clemson like this is one of those games where you actually have a team that's on your level Right. So that I think some of that narrative is is dipped down here. And then it's also just like, oh, like they're going to be hyped up to play for Freeman. All the like all the square kind of thoughts 
lean toward Notre Dame here, which is scary. Yeah. Um, is there a sharp reason to want to play Notre Dame? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game? Yeah, so, 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 so this is my thinking on the game. And I don't, like, this is just me because most of the, most of the podcasts and, like, writers I follow on Notre Dame haven't released their previews yet. So this is kind of, like, what I think about it is there, there's Spence, Spencer Sanders I don't buy. Right? I, I think he's an okay quarterback that runs the ball. He can't really throw it. Uh, maybe if somebody's open, he can get it to. You watch the Baylor game. Baylor's got a really good defense, and they forced him in a lot of turnovers. I doubt he makes that many turnovers, but he's still turnover prone and not a great quarterback. So I'm not worried about him. Uh, the strength of the Notre Dame defense is the run defense. Jalen Warren is going to be back. That's an upgrade, but I've mentioned this. We've talked about this thousands of times. Running back does not matter. Does not matter in football. So whoever they're throwing out there, yeah, Jalen Warren's better than nobody, but marginally better. So I don't think that makes a big impact on the handicap of the game. So I don't think Oklahoma State, and the, even with no Kyle Hamilton on the back end, they've been playing without him for a while. The strength of this Notre Dame team is the front. Uh, their linebackers have been beat up. J.D. Bertrand has been pretty much their only middle linebacker for the entire season. He has 96 total tackles, but they don't have anybody to rotate in. So end of the season is getting really worn down. This rest is big for that defense. Uh, the team will be fired up to play for Freeman, especially after how Kelly left them. So that's a factor. But I think Oklahoma State's going to be fired up too. I don't buy that they're not going to be fired up for this game because it's Notre Dame. They've never played before. Notre Dame and Oklahoma State have never played for, before. Any team is fired up to play Notre Dame. Uh, so I, I, I don't think Oklahoma State – I know Oklahoma State won't run the ball. Maybe they can sneak some deep balls in, but that's – I don't see that. They're just not a great passing team. So I think the defense should hold up well here. The problem is on the offense is the O-line is after the Virginia Tech game, it made a switch, right? And that's when the offense kind of unlocked and they've been putting up these numbers in these past couple of games and the running games got going. Uh, Kyron Williams out tough, not that big of a deal. Running back, mm-hmm. Logan Diggs, Chris Tyree behind him, Audric Estime. All three have played fantastic at times this year. I, I don't think – like I would love to have Kyron Williams. I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's a running back. Um, The O-line is going to face the best defensive line they've played all season. I think this is a better defensive line than Wisconsin. I think it's a better defensive line than Cincinnati. Uh, They couldn't block Wisconsin. They couldn't block Cincinnati. That was pre-switch. They now have Joe Walt starting and Andrew Kristoffick. True freshman, sophomore. Improved down the stretch, played terrible defenses down the stretch. Was the they they definitely improved, but they also played terrible defenses. So what you have to ask yourself is was the was the results more because of the improvement or more because of the terrible defense? And I think that's what it decides in this game because if the defense that comes out, if the offensive line comes out and plays barely better than the one that played against Wisconsin and the one that played against Cincinnati dogfight game. Cone's going to get sacked 30 times. They might have to go to Buckner. 
for elusivity. Uh, if it is able to maybe limit it to three sacks, I think they'll be able to get people open. I think Kevin Austin will be playing. Braden Lindsay will be playing. Jack Cones look good in the hurry up. I think the hurry up has improved. I think you can get down the field and beat them like that. Because they're not going to be able to run the ball in Oklahoma State. This is just not going to happen. So I think this game looks very similar to the Wisconsin game with Spencer Sanders being marginally better than Graham Mertz, but margin. He's way better than Graham Mertz. Well, I think that's your opinion. I, th- I think that's yeah. pretty much it comes down to that. If If Spencer Sanders is good, then I think you have to take a really good look at Oklahoma State. And if Spencer Sanders is not good, I think you have to take a really good look at Notre Dame. Because I, I think this game can go either way. Obviously, I'm biased, so I think Notre Dame's going to win. I think we should win. This is one of those opportunities you don't get a lot where you have a good matchup in a bowl game. right? This is what they always complain about. It's like, yeah, we lost all our bowl games, but we played the best teams. This isn't the best team. This is a very beatable Oklahoma State team. So I think it comes down to if Notre Dame can block Oklahoma State and if Spencer Sanders can throw. If he can't throw, Notre Dame's going to win. If Notre Dame can't block, Oklahoma State's going to win. So it sounds like uh, you're pretty nervous. Could be a battle. Going to be a battle. I think think it'll be a battle. And I think it's going to be a battle that people aren't expecting, which is – that's, that's what makes me the most nervous is that this line is two and a half, one and a half has barely moved and all the narrative momentum's on her name. Yeah. Well, nothing for me. Um, although you've given me some stuff to think about and I might look at Oklahoma state. You're welcome. Um, Let's go. <laughs> Kentucky. That was, basically a, that was basically a soap opera trying to convince you to bet on Oklahoma <laughs> state. Yeah. I, I, I'm onto it. Um, Kentucky, Kentucky, Iowa, Kentucky laying three against Iowa in the Citrus Bowl. Um, a couple of opt-outs for, for Kentucky. Um, I think two key receivers, Josh Alley and Isaiah Epps are out. Um, Big whoop. Uh, Tyler Goodson, Iowa starting running back, also opting out. What do you think? Kentucky minus three. What's your play? You got anything? Yeah, there's two and a half out there. Okay. You want MGM, you know? Okay, Kentucky minus two and a half. You want Kentucky minus two and a half? Yes. Yes. Iowa. These are these are the same teams, but uh, Kentucky's better. Okay. Better offense. Uh, bigger. They're both well coached. I wouldn't say uh, Stoops is better than Ferentz, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a good. This is a good matchup. It's a really good game. Too bad I won't get to watch any of it. But yeah, I like, I like Kentucky a lot here. I think I think they uh, I think they beat them pretty handily. Really? Yeah, I bet Iowa plus three. Might might go Big Ten bias, baby. It's possible. Um, Kirk Ferentz does work in bowl games. Iowa. I don't think Kentucky has faced a defense when they face defenses like really good defenses. They've struggled. Um, I don't think their offense is really anything special. I like Iowa. Um, 
They're physical. They're going to play hard. They've got a wild game plan up this game. Um, when, Iowa faces, when Iowa faces good defenses, they also suck, man. Well, Iowa sucks against good defense and, and bad defenses. Like, I'm not worried about any of that. I don't think Kentucky's got as good a defense as Iowa at all. Um, so, there you go. Played. Iowa plus three. This is good. This is good news. I, I'm, I just need you to make one more stupid decision, and I can, uh, I can tie us up in the lock, lock fights. Yeah, okay. Iowa plus three played for me. Um, I just I think they're they they defend they defend at a at a high level. It's a it's a it's a good spot for for them in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, okay, you got you got Kentucky minus two and a half. I got Iowa plus three. There you go. I, I was I was terrible. I was a very bad team. No, if they were very everybody thinks that. I don't. I'm. I'm no, willing, no, no. I don't. Everybody thinks that. You bet on you bet on them against Michigan. I'm willing to die. Yeah, because everybody thinks they're bad. I'm willing to die on the hill that they're not that bad. So. They are bad. Ohio State minus six and a half against Utah in the Rose Bowl. Colin, I know we've talked about it a lot, how it seems like such a great matchup for Utah. Everybody loves Ohio State. What do you think? It's so tough. It's it's so tough to me because I, I look at this and I, I think – Utah can do exactly what Oregon did to and Michigan did to Ohio State's defense that they can bully him. Um, but Ohio State fired Kerry Combs halfway through the season. They've got um, Jim Broyles in from Oklahoma State, who's a fantastic defensive coordinator. Um, they've had this whole bowl season to prep and they not, have he's talent. Not, he's not starting yet, is he? No, no, but he, 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 he's recruiting. He's not going to coach this game, but he's recruiting. Um, You've had this whole bowl season to get tougher and stop being bitches at the line of scrimmage. Uh, so I think that's a factor. Uh, and Utah has not faced any type of offense like this. They they have there's just not been any passing offense that has even close to what uh what ohio state can do and i think that's dangerous i mean oregon state went for 10.9 yards per pass on them and threw for 208 yards dude i think i think i agree with everything you're saying because i'm i was in this mode all like all december can't wait to bet you taught the rose bowl can't wait to bet you taught the rose bowl you Oregon beat Ohio State. Utah's basically just better Oregon. But the more I look at this, is like, man, Utah hasn't faced an animal like Ohio State. And like maybe Utah's just too sharp. Ohio State can Ohio State has played teams like this and has eaten them for breakfast. Ohio last we saw Ohio State, they were losing to Michigan in snow in a game that just did not fit them. Now they're playing in LA. Like yeah. LA should be perfect weather for Ohio State. Yeah, that that's 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 the thing is, I think Ohio State's soft, but they've had all this time to prep for this game, and then it, it's like Utah State does have they they according to uh, college football data they have the number one passing defense ahead of Washington in the in the Pac-12, so. They do have a very good passing defense. They're good on the lines of scrimmage. They obviously shown as they 
bullied Oregon off him. I don't think Ohio State can run the ball on him. It's just like you're good against what in the passing game? What have you faced that has any sort of explosiveness like Ohio State has? BYU is the closest I can think of. No, BYU is not even close because BYU runs the ball. I like USC. They beat USC pretty easily. Yeah, that. But is there another Arizona State? I guess throws the ball. Not really. They're run first. They haven't. They haven't faced this this type of beast, which is which is what makes it scary. But Oregon has faced this types of beasts, and they've lost. Or Ohio State has faced this type of beast, and they've lost twice. But they've also won against this type of. Not this year. I guess you're right. Both both of the the teams that could bully Ohio State, I guess Minnesota is the closest of those teams, but they're not like their defense isn't on Utah. Yeah. Utah's Oregon level. level. Right. Penn, Penn, Colin, no, Penn State's a pass first team. Colin, I don't, I think Ohio State lost to Michigan because it was a primo spot for Michigan, number one, and it was snowing. It was a perfect spot, perfect storm, perfect everything type game for Michigan. And the Oregon loss was so far, so long ago. I mean, I'm, I can't give a play on this game, but I, I lean Ohio State at this point. So, there you go. Minus six and a half. I mean, how low can this thing go? Can we get it all the way down to six or five and a half? Like. Yeah. Like, I think Ohio State wins this game going away. Like, they could. I don't think – I don't know. All right, so no play. I mean, we're, we, got, we got nothing. Yeah, this is We've tough. We've talked about I, I lean Utah. I might end up betting them just because, you know, nothing better than rooting against Ohio State in a bowl game. You know, yeah, if yeah, Notre Dame can't yeah. win the national championship, I'd like to see Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama – I'll lose. Um, no play. I guess we lean opposite sides, but no play. Baylor yeah. Ole Miss. So tough. Ah, here's a game uh, you told me – you called me a fool. <laughs> you, you, you called me a fool when I said the line would be, would be under I six. Said? Did I say fool? Yeah, yeah. And, and yet here it is, Baylor's favorite in spots. It's basically a pick'em. Baylor Ole Miss is basically and 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 and, and th- when I said it, it I said it's got to be like a pick'em. He goes, "No way, it's gonna be six or seven. And I was like, "I'll bet up Baylor." And you're like, "All right, bet." And here here we go, you know. I know. Here we are. I have no play. I theoretically feel like I should be on Ole Miss, but I'm just I'm not betting that. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. I, I... I would have loved to bet. I would have loved to bet Baylor like plus five. Yeah. Um, this is kind of kind of low for for my liking. 
I mean, I think neither, this is a game. I think this is a game that Ole Miss could could beat them. Yeah, like come back fully healthy. This is a this is an SEC SEC type of game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like Ole Miss beats them by fourteen. 14 points and uh, they're chanting on the sidelines at the end of the game after Bama and Georgia won. Yeah, I can't, I can't get there. Cause I feel like everybody looks at this line and loves Ole Miss and like Baylor's been pesky all year, but like, man, Ole, I, I, Ole Miss is better than Baylor. Like in my opinion, so it's just 72% hard. of the cash, 67% of the tickets. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Baylor's really good, but, I just think Ole Miss has been so beat up for so long, and they're finally healthy, going to be healthy here. That that's a massive. Yeah. Uh, Lane Kiffin versus Dave Aranda, defense versus offense. Yep. Offense typically wins. Uh, Ole Miss also has had games kind of inflate in the negative direction due to variance on going for it on all the analytical fourth downs. Yep. Could see some variance the other way in a game like this uh, i also tend to think the big 12 sucks so that's another another factor anything i'm not gonna play i'm not gonna play it i, I lean Ole miss i guess i guess I lean Ole miss. yeah no I, play I, I, I don't want to root for Ole miss though i know you don't i don't really either i'm gonna my cousins my cousin's gonna be in her fiance who, you know, is a huge Baylor guy. He'll be there. We'll probably be watching together. So it's going to be a oh, no, then I'm going to have to bet Ole Miss now. This sounds exactly like the Texas A&M game. Uh, yeah. Nothing for me. Though. That, was a, that was the lock of the century. Yeah, that was, a, that was an easy play. I lean Ole Miss. Nothing yet for me. Um, final game before we break down the, the, the playoff. LSU-Kansas State. K-State laying three and a half against LSU. Um no coach O, all types of opt-outs for, for LSU, um, like roster uncertainty, line has moved six points or so. Um, I feel like everybody wants Kansas State also. So I'm staying far away from this one. I feel like LSU just all season long, like they found a way to just kind of like, I don't know, punch above their weight. After, once people started, like stopped believing in them, they've started – They've like they found ways to compete and and be, I don't know, a factor in the SEC. But like I, this feels like too tough an ask. Um, Is Kelly coaching? No. 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 What do you I, think? I don't know. If Kelly was coaching, I might take LSU. But he, he's got other things. Brad Davis is the offensive line coach he's coaching. Yeah. Uh, I think he's pretty good, actually. Like a good offensive line coach. I got nothing. Uh, yeah. 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 Me really. neither. I, I can't. There's, I don't, I don't even really know how to even begin breaking it down. Yeah. Right, um, yeah. Yeah. Playoff. Playoffs. College football playoff. Michigan, Georgia. Before uh, before we even get yeah, into this, I think ahead. I think I think we need to mention, you know, every year people bitch about the fourteen playoff and they they bitched about the BCS and you know people just love to love to complain. But if there's ever a year to be thankful for the fourteen playoff, it is this year. 
They're the Cincinnati is in the position that Boise State, TCU were in for years. Yep. Where they were undefeated and they were left out of the national championship. And now they have a shot against Alabama. And I know everybody's just like, oh, they're going to get rolled by Alabama. Does not matter. They have that shot. I think that's uh, that's really fucking cool. And I'm excited to watch that. And, uh, you know, we got Michigan and Georgia. I think, honestly, if it was the two games, we might have watched an Alabama-Georgia national championship, and that would be terrible. Instead, we've got Michigan in this renaissance season for them. You know, uh, playing, you know, fuck Michigan. I hope they lose, but whatever. I guess people, some people like Michigan, they're probably happy about that. I don't understand that, but, you know, everybody's got their own things. Yeah, they're entitled to their own opinions. I'm not a Michigan guy either. Um, all right, let's start with Alabama-Cincinnati. Um, 3.30 on Friday. Messed up, man. Why? I want to be at work. On New Year's Eve? Market's open. Wow. I have to work this week also, but I don't think I'm working on New Year's Eve. No, you'll get off New Year's Eve. We got a floating holiday, but because it's the last day of the uh, last day of the calendar year, mm-hmm. you have to be open because you've got to get all the trades in before the year rolls over. Well, when else are they going to play this game, though? That's the thing, you know? Like, Yeah, because everybody's going to be hammered. Like, I yeah. know. Hopefully, hopefully – I'll just like not have any work. I, I, I doubt I'll have anything by three thirty. but yeah. All right. Well, Cincinnati, Bama, Bama laying 14. Is it 14? 13 and a half, 14 in some spots. Yep. 14 on FanDuel. What do you think? Uh, I love Cincinnati. I mean, Everybody and their mother thinks Alabama is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like, I don't know. Cincinnati's pretty fucking good. I mean, Cincinnati is fearless. I mean, they took Georgia to the wire in the bowl game last year. They went on the road and handled Notre Dame. I mean, what haven't they done? They've got a veteran quarterback, a great defense. Their head coach is staying. Like, there's no uncertainty, and this is the opportunity they've been waiting for. And nobody wants them. Nobody wants to give them a shot. Why not? Why don't they have a shot? I'll take Cincinnati plus 14. That's a lot of points. And the way Cincinnati wants to play, like they'll slow it down. Like they're, they're, it's going to be a rock fight. Like they're going to make Alabama play a rock fight and earn every goddamn yard. And that's fine by me. I don't know if Cincinnati's going to win, but I mean, I don't think they're definitely going to lose. You know what I mean? Like they got a shot. Um, and I, I mean, Alabama's played closer games against bat, way worse teams. They beat Florida by two. They beat LSU by, what, six? They needed overtime to miraculously beat Auburn. They beat um, Arkansas by seven. Like, they lost to Texas A&M. Like, let's just – I mean, I thought Alabama was in a great spot against Georgia. They looked great. They played a great game. They won handedly. I mean, Alabama is not a world beater. This is not Alabama of last year. Cincinnati can absolutely win this game. So, I am on the Bearcats plus 14. Please and thank you. Um. Yeah, me too. Oh. Who's out? Who's the Who's the wide receiver out for Alabama? Uh, Mechie. Mechie's out. Mechie, yeah, yeah. So Mechie is out. Oh, their second best receiver. Their possession yeah. guy's out. Yeah, yeah. Is out uh, against Auburn. We saw Jamison Williams went out in that game, and we saw what happened to Alabama 
with only one receiver. It was only Mechie. They struggled to move the ball. Their offensive line struggled to block. The problem with all, Alabama all year is their offensive line sucked uh, against Georgia for whatever reason. They just gelled, you know, yep. classic Saban. You know, he just figures it out at the right time. He, he thanked the, the media for yummy rat poison. You know, like, what is Nick Saban doing using the word yummy? <laughs> but uh, that's besides the point. I, I agree with everything you said. I, I don't think Alabama's that good. This is not the Alabama last year. I think Bryce Young is really good. I think Williamson and Mechie are really good tandem. I think as one, though, this is here, – here's the problem. Alabama struggled on the run game all year, and they faced Georgia, who has a great run defense, hadn't been testing the pass. Turned mm-hmm. out their pass defense was not great. They got lit up by Alabama. They were able to score, and they had Stetson Bennett, who is a mailman, going to be working at the fucking uh, Toyota-thon next year, uh, calling the plays back there. So, bad matchup. Here, you're facing the best secondary in the country. Sauce Gardner is going to be a uh, NFL pick this year. Luke Fickle has always had great defenses. With only one wide receiver. Yep. Williamson is their only, like, you're going to have guys step up, obviously. It's Alabama. Yeah. Plug and play. Yep. But in one game, and receiver. Sauce Gardner is as good as it gets. Yep. He can guard him. And even if he can't guard him one on one, you have the luxury of doubling him without another wide receiver that can expose you. Unless Billingsley is going wild, which you'll probably have a pretty solid game. I think the secondary matches up really well with Alabama. I think the biggest problem would be if Alabama can run the ball on them, but they've struggled on the O-line all year. I'm going to say right now that the the Georgia game was the outlier with their offensive line performance and not the standard. We'll see this game if they can run the ball here. That's got to be your biggest worry if you're Cincinnati is if Alabama can run the ball. But here's the thing, if Alabama runs the ball, they're going to be taking the air out of the ball. They're going to be slowing the game down. And then it becomes harder to cover a 14-point spread. Yep. I, don't, I, I, I see little explosive plays. I think Cincinnati can keep them in front of them. Yep. And then Alabama's defense is good. They've got all the talent in the world. But you've got a very veteran quarterback who has legs. Don't think he's all that great. You know, never – you never catch me saying Desmond Ridner. Is a fantastic quarterback, but he's a good college quarterback. Yeah. And he's athletic, and they've got a, a great tight end in Alec Pierce. And one of Alabama's biggest struggles this year was when they went on the road to Texas Tech or Texas A&M. And Texas A&M lit it up by passing to their big tight end all game. Interesting. Um, uh, 14, not there. I just checked FanDuel. Made sure it was, there was a glitch on the site. It's 13 and a half. So just – does that change any anything that you said? No, I was going to bet it anyway, but I, I would have liked to get the 14. Damn. Me too, but it is what it is. Um, um, yeah, that's. I, I think we've pretty much we summed it up, dude. Cincinnati, plus 13 and a half. I think Cincinnati needs to score 17 points to cover. Yeah, I was thinking 20-21, but, like, that's to, like, cover comfortably. But, like, that's obviously – 
I, 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 just don't, I, I don't think Alabama's offense is all that good. I think this is a good matchup for Cincinnati. I think they can slow them down. And Al, is Alabama's defense all worldly? No, it's really good, and it can be excellent, and it can also be like poor. It should, it should be better than it is. Yeah, it should it should be better than it is, and um, I don't know if if they can run the ball, which is going to be that's a tall task. Nobody really runs the ball on Alabama, yeah. but if they can run the ball on Alabama and keep keep it away from them a little bit, I think they'll be fine. Alabama doesn't have. Let's see what what's their success rate. Second best defensive. I think I think the combination with a running quarterback, a solid running back, Alabama transfer, Jerome Ford, and Alec Pierce should be enough to get a little bit of points. And you're just gonna I think the defense is Cincinnati's defense is legit and I think they can keep Alabama in front of them. So I I agree. Um Michigan, Georgia. Michigan, Georgia, Georgia laying seven and a half. What do you think? Is this Michigan's year? Um, no, no, it's not Michigan's year. Uh, you know, this, this may be the, the, the Michigan hater in me, but yeah. I'm not, not, a, not a massive Georgia fan either. Uh, so, you know, this also could be the, the these are both pretty, pretty anti plays, you know, a lot of people love Alabama. A lot of people love Michigan. Yep. Uh, I really like Georgia here. I think the matchup is perfect. We talked about the Michigan Ohio State matchup. The big problem in that was Ohio State soft up front. Michigan has a great offensive line and a great running game. Cade McNamara is a solid, competent quarterback. JJ McCarthy has sparks. All that is true. Their wide receivers are competent. Nothing special ever since Bell went out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia special with Bell to be honest yeah. Georgia has faced many teams that are run first this year Kentucky fantastic offensive line really good running backs competent quarterback Arkansas fantastic offensive line really good running backs competent quarterback uh, both those teams got absolutely smacked because they couldn't run the ball on Georgia what Alabama did to Georgia was they didn't have to run the ball because they threw the ball and Georgia couldn't stop it. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young was the better quarterback. He made better plays, and Stetson Bennett couldn't keep up in a horse race. This won't, this won't get to a horse race. Yeah. Michigan, Michigan's not going to be able to run the ball on them, which is going to lead to them trying to throw the ball. But when Georgia's defense is ready for that and they can sit back and anticipate the throw, they're going to be able to stop it. Michigan's going to get off schedule. There's going to be some turnovers. Big Jordan Davis is going to, going to be stuffing up the middle. And uh, Stetson Bennett is going to throw to Pickens one or two times, and Zamir White's going to ground him on the ground, and uh, they're going to win going away. Yeah. I, um, I agree. I lean that way. Um, haven't played it yet. We'll probably get there. Haven't gotten there yet. Um, I, I don't see how Michigan stays with Georgia. I think ex- what you said is exactly right. Like, this won't be – it won't be a shootout. Neither team wants to be a shootout. Like Michigan wants to keep the game low scoring defense first run game. 
but so does Georgia, and Georgia's just better than them at that. And um, I think it's really telling that everybody and their mother wants Michigan, and this line just hasn't moved off of seven and a half. I wish I could get it. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it tonight because I've given up on getting it uh, below. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to keep waiting because I know I, I don't mind waiting to see if it gets to seven um, because that's, that's where I really want to buy it. So nothing for me yet, but I, I really believe that I'll be on Georgia. Um, just don't, I don't think Michigan has the horses, but like. I mean, all right, all right. So here's the deal. If it doesn't get an a game time and it's seven and a half, are you going to play Georgia? Um, I don't know. Okay, then. I'll I'll ride it. I'll ride to, it. I'm just trying to improve our consensus plays here, and uh, I, I I'll get there. I mean, I, I Colin, like, I, would you really not bet it if it was seven and a half? And I, I think I might, but like here's here's the thing. It's I don't know. I got other shit going on. It's New Year's Eve. You got other shit than watching the college football playoff. Yeah, man. I got my family's in. It's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah, you're not even gonna be able to go out. I never go out on New Year's. I didn't know that. We've been friends for, for like. Well, you eight, never go out anytime. So that's not I'm, true. I'm, I, I, even back to high school, I was never hang. I was never booling on New Year's Eve. I'm never, I'm always out on New Year's. Always out. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'm there with you. I'm there with you on Cincinnati 13 and a half, Georgia minus seven and a half. All right. Recap, Kyle. Yep. What you got? Louisville minus one and a half. Against Air Force, Chair Forces, as some people call it, uh, Mississippi State, Texas Tech under 58 and a half, NC State minus one and a half in the Holiday Bowl against UCLA, Virginia Tech plus three and a half against Mike Loxley, uh, Clemson minus one in a lock fight against uh, Toop, Oregon plus four and a half against Oklahoma. North Carolina minus nine in the lock of the century. Uh, that's probably not going to hit because I, I like it too much, you know. Uh-huh. You've been talking about it for weeks. I know. Uh, Michigan State minus two and a half against Pitt in the uh, Mel Tucker is better than Pat Narduzzi Bowl. Uh, Arizona State plus six and a half in the Grand Merch Sucks Bowl. Penn State minus one in the Arkansas is a fraud bowl. Kentucky minus two and a half in the Iowa has a terrible offense bowl. Cincinnati plus 13 and a half against Alabama in the fuck Alabama bowl. And uh, Georgia minus seven and a half in the uh, fuck Michigan bowl. There you go, Colin. A lot of, a lot of interesting names for your bowl games there. Um, <laughs> for me, a lot of consensus plays. Louisville minus one and a half is a play for me uh, against Air Force. I will completely agree with you, Kyle. Mississippi State minus nine and a half. I just don't see how Texas Tech is able to stick with them. Uh, perfect matchup for Mississippi State. NC State minus one and a half. Another great matchup against UCLA. We're fighting. I like Iowa State plus one and a half against Clemson. Um, I just think Iowa State's a really good team, and it's going to be a, a, a great game. I'm excited for it. We both like Oregon plus four and a half. Um, good matchup. Good spot. No one wants Oregon. Fine by us. Um, with you on Penn State minus one. We're fighting. I like Iowa plus three. I think Iowa's got the better defense. And then we're together on the college football playoff um, semifinal game. Cincinnati plus 13 and a half and Georgia minus seven and a half. All right. We will be back. We need to discuss this. But what I'm what I'm thinking, and this is, you're, you're, this is a little bit of the intel into a live discussion. What I am thinking, 
is. So here's the thing. We got, we got, this is, this are we is, keeping this discussion in the podcast or should we just do the, we should the, do it afterwards. But right, I, 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 want, I want, I want, stay tuned for when the next episode is going to be because the next episode will be a college basketball slash college ball playoff championship game. So it'll be our first real college basketball pod. And in addition, it'll be together with the championship game picks. Good. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Stay tuned. And then that you will, you'll find out when, when all that happens, but big, big, big week ahead, big week ahead. We got all types of bets. Rutgers is playing a meaningful bowl game. Notre Dame's obviously playing a meaningful bowl game. We got the playoff. This is one of the best weeks of the year. Um, so I'm really pumped up for it. Colin, good luck with your picks. Everybody who's listening, good luck with your picks. And uh, we will talk to everybody next week. Mr. O, peace out. See ya. See ya.